With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Uncooperative Radio Show with Brian Bonner. The finest uncooperative conservative radio on the net. Kicking down the walls. Blowing away the smoke screens. You cockroaches, and you know who you are. You can run, but you can't hide. Brian Bonner stands for truth, justice, and the American way. Enemies of America, foreign and domestic, consider yourself on notice. Uncooperative Radio is coming for you. Welcome to the Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from uncooperativeblogger.com. You're listening to uncooperativeradio.com. And I'm here with my lovely wife and producer, Susan. Say hello, Susan. Hello, American patriots. All right, what are we talking about this evening? On Thursdays, we start with the Pledge of Allegiance. Then Brian will rant about the Pope. We'll start to read the Declaration of Independence because we've been threatening to do it, and you will see how relevant it is. We've done this before on the show, but it has to be revisited. Then the political smackdown to Russia with love. And we will read an essay about a pope that was not a communist. All right. If we get to it. And the reason we're on an hour late is because we had problems with the switchboard. But it just turned out to be a browser problem. Uh, so We have been having nothing, nothing but, but problems. problems with computers and the internet since the beginning of August. Yep, yep, yep. All right, so it's time for the pledge. Patriots, hand of heart, face the flag, get a flag, get a flag. Uh, <laughs> I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. And to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. And if you don't hear Rooster Cogburn very, very loudly, it's because we have the windows closed in the studio. But he is crowing right now. <laughs> he doesn't shut up. Yeah, actually. He was good he, all day. He spent more airtime telling them about it than he made noise. <laughs> Anyway, I'm supposed to read about this commie pope. Do you want to play Popeye? Dark. Our tribute. Hey, hey, kids, there's a new cartoon show for you Sunday morning. I'm Popeye the Holy Man. I live in the Vatican. Eat spinach for dinner, then bless all the sinners. 
I'm Popeye the Holy Man. This week, Popeye baptizes Brutus. Hey, Popeye, takes off that big dumb hat before I knocks it off. Oh, yeah? Take this, you big palookas. <laughs> And next week, Popeye hears Olive Oil's confession. Oh, my gosh. Be there, or be St. Peter's Square for... Popeye the Holy Man. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Popeye, for doing Popeye. <laughs> we don't have any idea where you got that. We can't give anybody credit because it's very, very old, right? Yeah, it was. I, I, I believe it was in the beginning so it's probably it's definitely pod safe stuff because i was going all over the internet getting everything for free i could for uh, the uh, when we first started the show yeah and uh that's one of the ones i got which i didn't get it right actually when i downloaded it, i thought i thought i was downloading popeye but it's popeye <laughs> unfortunately it is appropriate for now which is kind of frightening brian all these files that we have in sound bites it's still relevant. It's it, it. We should be like under the Constitution. We should be a much better nation. I mean, we get worse every day. We do. It's just the way it is. It's going to be relevant because it's just going to get worse from here. It's not going to get any better. Well, and one of the things I wanted to bring up about Popeye is um, a caller called into a talk show, and he had a very good point. He said, how could this pope lecture anybody on capitalism when the man's never lived under capitalism in his life? He's lived in a socialist country since he was a child. But we don't have a cap. We're not capitalists. Well, we're cro- but not yeah, as uh, bad we're as that. We're socialists is what we are. <laughs> uh, representative democracy at best. But what are you going to do? The Pope is the Pope, and he's infallible when he sits on Peter's throne. Uh, yeah, but you have a, coming from your monk background, you have a, an opinion about Peter's throne, don't you? Yeah, it belongs to Peter. Not Paul, who was not a disciple of Jesus. Uh, it's amazing how many Christians get that wrong. Oh, the Apostle Paul. He wasn't an apostle ever. He how could he was sent out to destroy Jesus, and he he succeeded. Well, they're, they're doing it. It's come to fruition now. It well, really it, has. Right from the beginning, he he destroyed the religion right from the very beginning with the Holy Trinity stuff that he got from pagans to try and win uh, the Greeks over who were polytheists, and so he came up with the notion of. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, but he got it from the three goddesses. He got the idea from there. The uh, triple goddesses. Triple goddesses, yes. So that's where he, he, he got that from. That's just history. Uh, it has nothing to do with Christianity itself. But the church is an, a political entity and a has a country all to itself, uh, which is ridiculous. I couldn't, I could, I couldn't do it anymore. All the idolatry and I know that, the, oh, well, you can pray in the saints. What, don't we remember thou shalt have no God before me? 
Well, just saints I got. Well, you're praying to them, aren't you? Yeah, now the Pope's praying to the climate. Yeah, that's like the Pope is an expert on climate. Or on climatology. He's part of the one world socialist new world order. That's why he's saying that, because that was this, the whole purpose of global warming was to destroy the economy. Plain and simple. Redistribution of pain. That's what the government's good at. But, yeah, he's got a pain. Oh, it's uh, very important. We can't, well, we can't leave this to the next generation. Uh, well, it's not very important. It's, it's climate changes. It's going to change no matter what we do. So why would we destroy our economy and inconvenience ourselves for something that's going to do absolutely nothing for the problem? So if you're a Roman Catholic, and by the way, there's only there's only one Catholic Church in the United States of America that I know. Uh, you're under the Pope and the bishops and the cardinals, then you are part of the Roman Catholic Church. Because you call it the Catholic Church doesn't change the fact that it's the Roman Catholic Church, and they still have the Holy See in, well, Rome. I, I When he sits at ecclesiastical authority... Uh, on on the throne, these are for big dogmatic decisions. Whatever he says is supposed to be infallible. And as a Catholic, it is a sin to go against what the Pope says. Yeah, I know. Uh, I I know the real religion, not not the thing they practice in New York City. You know, New York, uh, which is far from Catholicism. Well, you know, I think it's funny that you bring up New York because they had to have a lottery system to be able to participate in the mass that he's going to be performing or it's probably doing it right now. Yeah. And I'm when I heard this, I go, how many of these people haven't been to church like in years? Like ever. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, it's amazing, you know, like some people will say they're devout Catholics and then the next you have a conversation with them, let's say about birth control. And they say, oh, yeah, birth control is not a problem. You, you need to take birth control. I'm like, well, the Pope says you can't. Well, he might not anymore. <laughs> I don't know. Well, he hasn't changed it, so it, it sits right now. Birth control is a sin. Well, he's already decreed. And a biggie. He already decreed that divorced couples do not have to get annulments through the church anymore. The bishops are going crazy. I know. He's. he's, he's I told you, he's part of the one world socialist order. Uh, he's just another another piece in the in the pie. All I got to say is this: he's when he's having and he's talking to you on a microphone like that. Uh, out if he didn't isn't sitting on his throne, you don't have to listen to what he says. Actually, so you don't have to listen to him on climate change because that wasn't a dogmatic change. That's just basically his opinion. So we don't have to listen to him while he does his mystical magic. I don't magic. have to listen to him at all. <laughs> his mystical magical tour? <laughs> yeah, you let him have it's look, he's going to get a whole bunch of people in in places like New York to to now be on board for the global warming stuff. Uh because it feeds into their socialist brain that everybody back there doesn't know, but they're all socialists. <laughs> That's why we ran away. Is the plane going to crash into us? That's <laughs> bad. These things fly low sometimes. Uh, I know we're at 7,000 feet, but 
we're still we're still have you know we'd like more air above us. Yeah, with the, and especially the helicopters. Oh yeah, no, really no, military fun. helicopters. I'm sure our regular listeners has heard a helicopter come over during our show with the windows open in the studio, because on the mountain there is no air conditioning. <laughs> There's no need for air conditioning. So we're gonna. I'm gonna read the Declaration of Independence. I hope it's in like no on that I'm, screen. No, I'm going to, and you're going to. We're both going to opine. Okay, good luck getting through it. Well, we're not going to. It's going to be a two-parter, not get, three. You're going to get choked up. <laughs> You'll see. Okay, so this is from the Pocket Constitution from the Heritage Foundation. And I did call the number. You can still get one of these for free. It's one the number, if you want to call it. Remember, we always say pen and pencil, pen and paper here. Is 1-800-546-2843. That's one 800 Five four six two eight four three, or you can go to heritage dot org. Yeah, it's kind of hard to find on heritage. Org. You're gonna have to. Oh, is it? Go, yeah, you're gonna have to like be hunt for it. Uh, oh. But it is there. Um, yeah, the last time I got them, it was. <laughs> it took me a while to find it. You, you figured it'd be right there on the front page, you know. Anyway, so she's gonna read from the heritage's. Pocket Constitution. Which everybody should have. And my girlfriend... I'd rather them have the Citizen's Guide to... Do we I don't, ever check on that? I didn't check on that. I need to. We need to check on that. The Citizen's Rule Book is much better. You can do a search for the Citizen's Rule Book. Um, yep, that's what it is. Uh, Who is it by? I'm trying to read is it. Is it on it's the got, back? It's got mold on it. <laughs> it's got mold? It's put out by... Palladium of Liberty? It should be on the back. What? No, it's uh, nope. It's not. I forget where it is. But I'm sure if you do the Citizen's Rule Book, uh, it's, not, it's more than a pocket constitution. It has... Uh, it also has the Jury Handbook. And other things in here of historical interest... Like uh, the main planks of the Communist Manifesto. It's a really good book. Uh, but if you have a problem with Christianity, you probably want to go get the Heritage one. It's just because in the beginning here, there's some talk about God and Christianity. And you know, giving them to some people and they've complained. You're Why do you have to have Christian crap in it? Because they're good teachings. No matter because what the Pope all, says. our founding fathers were Christian, that's why. <laughs> and no, nobody was a Muslim. And no, Jefferson wasn't a Muslim. He had a Koran because he was fighting the Muslims. And he wanted to know his enemy. So there. All right. Start a reading. We're okay. losing the light. <laughs> well, we have to put one on. The Declaration of Independence in Congress, July 4, 1776. The unanimous declaration of the 13 United States of America. When in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them. A dissent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the cause which impel them to the separation. Now, 
You're going to keep reading because that, that part I've already done. That's on a sound file. <laughs> I know. It's on a, a couple of different I, sound files. I was going to make more of them and but, I never got around to it. But, you know, Brian, they're saying that it is our right to separate from anything that's going to harm us. Well, any anything that the description of proper government that is in there, anything but that, you can kick it off, get rid of it, and then replace it. And that even means local governments. That does doesn't mean to the federal government. No, this is a, a this is a universal. That's what I'm. That's why I want to point out. Declaration of Independence. <clears throat> so, if you don't like your local government, you can get rid of it. <laughs> yes, our, our powers are limitless. People's power are limitless. Where do I get that from? Uh, Bill of Rights, Ninth Amendment. Since everyone's so, although everybody thinks the Bill of Rights is the whole darn Constitution, it's not. It's not even necessary in the Constitution. And you heard me correctly, because if you took the Bill of Rights out of the Constitution, where in the Constitution do they get the power to do any of that? Yet we have extra protection with these so-called. And I said it was a bad idea too when I was doing the show. Uh, a Patriots, Patriots pub. pub. It just it, it it gave look which bill of which one of the bill of rights the the first ten amendments of the Constitution which one of them hasn't the government violated? None of them. Every single one of them they're violating. So it is. It didn't work as extra protection. In fact, it worked against us. But people will just try and twist the words around and the meanings of words. It depends on your definition of is is and apply it to the Constitution, mold it into everything they want. Uh, more words is bad. That's why the Liberty Amendments is is bad on a on its face. But the amendments themselves are disastrous. And uh, if Mark Levin could do that, and uh, I can't imagine. What other people do. I know there's somebody uh, who's ahead of the independent party. Uh, anyway, he's got, last time he talked to me, he had 78 amendments to the United States Constitution. Where, where does he see 78 problems? In it? There's no problems in the Constitution except the 16, 17, 14 amendments, which have to be repealed. But other than that, there's no problems with the Constitution. It's us. We're not enforcing the Constitution. That is not the Constitution. That executive branch is not supposed to even exist. All those bureaucracies up there, they're not supposed to exist. Now, and well, for one thing, Congress doesn't even have the power to do what those bureaucracies are doing. Nothing in the Constitution grants them those powers. And even if it did, they can't transfer it to somebody else. You can't transfer between powers between the branches of the government. You have to amend the Constitution. So any legislation creating those bureaucracies is based on nothing. And therefore, it's not a law at all, and it's void. And therefore, those bureaucracies don't really exist if we enforced the Constitution. So much more, the liberty that will come back. Uh Someone had the nerve to ask me, oh, really, which liberties do you feel has been taken from you? Are you kidding me? I'm serious. They thought they stumped me. <laughs> freedom of speech, freedom of assembly, uh, free expression of my religion. Uh, freedom of association. 
to be safe in my person, my effects. In other words, the, uh, you know, the fourth amendment. Yeah. The NSA. Um, I mean, I, I could just keep going on. I mean, gun control laws, uh, let's go, let's go each one. We've done the fourth. We've done the first, the second, the fourth, uh, the fifth, I, I, yeah, I forget why, but I remember looking it up and yeah, they violated that too. Of course the government has, um, they pay no attention to the ninth and 10th amendments ever. See, that's why those things, those things mean nothing under their interpretation of the constitution, meaning the Supreme court. Oh, involuntary servitude. That's the oh eighth. yeah, that's right yeah thirteenth <laughs> right no it's the eighth eighth uh-huh involuntary right. no yeah. wait the thirteenth is says that oh sorry thirteenth you're right I'm an idiot <laughs> I am sorry that sorry folks I am yeah you're right it's the thirteenth and also the like you said the fourteenth <laughs> this is just it's been misused completely and it its purpose is over uh, it was only about black freedmen. That's what that was all about. So the 14th is actually, it's it's not needed. And you're violating our rights and our children's rights by flooding us with brown pieces of crap. Do you know I just heard well, before... Well, a freedom of association. Well, you know what I just heard before I read on on the Constitution? There was two, Somal- two Somali pieces of crap, refugees, beat the crap out of a Christian male up in Vermont and killed him. Well, see, it's his fault for not having a gun. But this is what they're going to do. Oh, they're going to do all kinds of things. Anyway, let's continue. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. Uh, no, it's equal. That they are endowed by their <laughs> they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. That's right, with a U. Actually, my girlfriend, Deb, she had to ask me that. She goes, is it unalienable? Or I go, well, because oh. everybody uses unalienable <laughs> now because they've, they've said in uh, the indoctrination centers that they mean the same thing, inalienable and unalienable, and that is absolutely incorrect. Find an 1800s or 1700s dictionary online, and yes, they exist. They do. And you can look it up for yourself. So unalienable rights. That among these... What's are- the difference between unalienable and inalienable, Susan? Unalienable means... It comes from a higher power. Inalienable means it comes from man. No, not, no, not really. No, unalienable means uh, your rights cannot be taken from you except through coercive force, nor given away by you. That's unalienable. Notice the government has nothing to do with it, right? Inalienable means uh, it's a it's a it's a right. You can, but you can give it away. See, that's the difference. Unalienable rights you can't give away. I always say, unalienable right, you're the only person on the planet. You're standing in a meadow naked. Whatever rights you have right then and there, those are your unalienable rights. The minute you add anything into that, a person or, or anything, then it's not. If you're, you know, if you're getting the government to do it, it's not. That among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. That whenever whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new government. 
laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its power in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. This government is not providing any form of safety whatsoever. And it's this government our is happiness. illegal. It needs to go. It needs to be replaced with the Constitution. No, that isn't the Constitution. And no, the Supreme Court doesn't decide whether something's constitutional or not. That's never, never, ever, ever, ever says that anywhere in there. And they never, ever gave it to them. As a matter of fact, Jefferson and Madison both were laughing at the court when they took Marbury v. Madison. They weren't going to listen to him. They didn't go. They it was just you have he said Jefferson's like you have no power and it's true he had no power so instead of doing you know dealing with the issue of the midnight judges uh they just decided to give themselves the, the power of judicial review in Marbury v Madison opinion and it's all at this point, that's all the Supreme Court could do is have an opinion on domestic stuff. I am so sick of people supposedly smart people and conservatives saying anything that comes out of that court's mouth is the law of the land. You know, what I they keep making the same the argument. The supreme law of the land. You done? That was my ear. Uh, <laughs> we need to replace it with the actual Constitution. Trust me, you'll love it. Again, 16th, 17th, and 14th immediately they're gone uh, all the laws well we'll be having lots of fires because it's a lot of paper that needs to be burned almost every law that's been enacted over the last hundred years in fact 200 years is going to be under question because if, or if let's say any laws that uh who's that guy chester a arthur any laws he signed should be void because we know now he's not a natural born citizen. One of his parents were not a citizen, which he was able to hide with a lot of work for a long time. Uh, just so you know, there's another example. Even Chester A. Arthur knew that he had to have two citizen parents. So he was hiding the immigration status of his, I think it was his mother. Um, but, uh, you know, it doesn't matter either way. Both parents must be citizens. They were clear in the convention. They said they do not want the son of an immigrant to be the commander-in-chief. Period. No immigrant parents. And they got the definition from Vitell's Law of Nations. Uh, you can probably all find it in, in John Locke's Natural Laws, too. But uh, it's very specific in Vitell's Law of Nations. And they had three copies of that at the convention, by the way. And if you want to know what it says in there, you can go to my blog, uncooperativeblogger.com, and just do a search for a natural-born citizen, and you'll get a bunch of them because I, I kept putting them in and putting them up putting them up because people kept getting it wrong, getting it wrong. So, And with it, it is a link directly to the section that I quoted from Vitell's Law of Nations. You could re read the whole Vitell's Law of Nations if you have your time. Uh, it's free online. Anyway, so it has to be two citizens. That's that. Unalienable versus inalienable. Inalienable, you can give your rights away. Uh, 
that's no good. And then there's civil rights, and they come from the government. We don't. That's why we don't do civil rights in the United States of America. Our rights don't come from the government. Prudence, indeed, will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes. And accordingly, all experience hath shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evil evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. And we are at the point right now, Brian, um, well, we're going to go to a break in a little while, but we're at the point where these what the government do, is doing is insufferable to us. It fits everything that's already been said. And it's already said, you have the right to replace the government. And it says you shouldn't do it for lighter transients. Folks, do you see what's happening? You see how many people they're flooding us with and nobody's saying anything? It's everything, Susan. It's every, look at all the scandals. Heck, uh, they're still covering up Fast and Furious. I don't know if we did that on the show. Yes, no, so we did. Uh, Last show. They're, they're covering up. They made they made a judge keep the guns out so there'd be no discussion of Fast and Furious during the trial of, of the people that were killed by Terry with guns from Fast and Furious. But since the, this is a good decision for us, though, his opinion, uh, his opinion set a very cool standard for us. He said. All that matters is the crime, not what gun I used. Well, wait a minute. That's Isn't that just the opposite of everything the gun control nuts say? He just said it's not about, it's not about the guns. So th that's a precedent now. You can use that in, in a Second Amendment case. Uh, it, it, guns have nothing to do with it. People. It's always people, folks. Uh, and that's what he basically said. It was the gun's fault. It was the people's fault. Thank you. Now everybody should go and run and scream it to the high, uh, to the edges of the earth because there is more gun control coming through the BATFE, not legislation, but you know how it is. It's coming. No, we don't have to listen to it because it's not legal. But you do have to listen to it if you don't want to get caught and go to jail. Just, it's not legal, but there's a lot of people in jail right now for something that's not even against the law. Drugs. They never amended the Constitution. They don't have that power. I point you to the 19th uh, and the 21st, no, the 18th and the 21st Amendments. Flip your pages to the 18th and the 21st, and then it'll make sense to you. And with that, we're going to go to a break. It's the Uncooperative Radio Show. Stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. <laughs> You live here? Yes. Well, maybe you know what a zombie is. When a person dies and is buried, it seems there's certain voodoo priests who, who have the power to bring him back to life. Oh, horrible. It's worse than horrible because a zombie has no will of his own. You see them sometimes walking around blindly with dead eyes, following orders, not knowing what they do, not caring. You mean like Democrats? If you're struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? 
Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813. 800-215-6813. 800-215-6813-800-215-6813 This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details. Not available in all states. Do you use Viagra or Cialis? Have you been thinking about trying Viagra or Cialis? What if we could promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for Viagra, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pill delivers the exact same results for less than $3. We'll do the math for you. You save more than $16 a pill for the same results. Want more? We'll give you 40 blue pills or 40 yellow pills for $99 and add four more pills free. You save more than $500. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know what to do next. You need to call 800-764-9168 and get your 44 pills for just $99. Stop overpaying for Viagra. Call us and start saving a ton of money for the exact same results. Ordering is fast and easy with your pills delivered to your door in an unmarked package. Call us right now, 800 764 That's 800-764-9168. Grandma, can you come out and play? Sure, Ellie. Oh, my. You might want to come here and help Grandma. What's the matter, Grandma? Can't you stand? Oh, sorry, honey. It's my knees. They don't work the way they used to. Does this ever happen to you? Are you on Medicare? You may qualify for a pain-relieving knee brace at little or no cost to you. Call the health hotline to see if you qualify. Our friendly agents are standing by 24-7 to help you. We also have braces for your shoulder, ankle, or back pain. And if you're covered by Medicare, you may qualify for free delivery. Grandma, slow down. I can't keep up. Maybe you can use a knee brace too, Ellie. (laughs) Catch me if you can, kiddo. Call now to get your pain-relieving knee brace. 800-368-6704. 800-368-6704. That's 800-368-6704. Okay, and welcome back to the Uncooperative Radio Show. Oh, yeah, um, is that all we're doing tonight? No. Uh, on I, declaration? No. Oh, okay. We're going to continue for a little bit. It's amazing. I asked you that during the break, and you said yes. No, I said no. You said, are you done? And I said no. You asked me if I was done, and I said no. Okay. Okay? I thought you said yes. No, I said no. Uh, okay. But when a long train of abuses and un... How do you say that word? What word? Right there. Usurpations. Thank you. That's why he talks more than I do. Pursuing invariably the same object, Evans's... Uh, Evans? No. Evans? Yes. E-V... Point. 
E-V-I-N, right there. Evinces. What does that mean? I got to look that up. Well, start from the beginning of the sentence and it'll okay. make sense. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariably the same object evinces a design yeah. to reduce them under absolute despotism. A vision. <laughs> I already told you what it was. Despotism. That's what we have now. It is their right, it is their duty, to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. Yes. Such has been the patient sufferance of these colonies, and such is now the necessary which necessity which constrains them to alter their former systems of government. The history of the present king of the United States of America is a history... <laughs> I put that in. <laughs> he is a king. He thinks he's king. And we're allowing him to be such. I've been calling him Caesar since his first The king his of the United year. States of America is a history of repeated injuries and usurpations, all having in direct object the establishment of absolute tyranny over these states. To prove this, let facts be submitted to a candid world. He has refused his asset to laws. The most wholesome ascent. It's no A S S E N T. Ascent. Uh, he yeah. has refused his ascent to laws. The most wholesome and necessary for the public good. Are we checking this off? Check. Oh, that's an obvious one. He has forbidden his governors to pass laws of immediate and pressing importance unless suspended in their operation till his assent should be obtained. And when so suspended, he has utterly neglected to attend to them. No, it, he's been overly he, attending. Do you think that one's wrong? I mean, well, that, that one doesn't apply. No, no. Well, but, but he's manipulating the governors to do whatever his bidding well, it, not really. The, some of them, the the commies and commie lands, uh, not all governors are paying attention to him. Really, even our governor is going is on board with Common Core. He's a Democrat. He's an idiot. All look, if you got a D after your name, you're a doofus. That's all I got to say. That no interest. That party has no place in this country. Republican Party, frankly, has no. The Republican Party should be as far left as we have in this country. That should be far left. That's as far as we're going. No further. Uh, that would make the, this a much better place. But uh, again, now we can't. We got to stop the hundred years of uh, always compromising with the other side, reaching across the aisle. Every time you do that, they get a little bit more. Of what they want they always win because if you if you look if just think that the democrats are evil and you gotta compromise with evil you don't compromise with evil oh and we've gone beyond the name calling to all of these conservatives out there suck it up and embrace the stock okay really because they, name calling we call each other names they there are, these progs are vicious, nasty people. If they have a way to take you down, they will do it without one single thought because it's their obligation to do it. Well, guess what? Now it's our time. <laughs> it's us against them.
Okay, let's see. Let's see. Now, so, he has refused to pass other laws for the accommodation of large districts of people unless those people would relinquish the right of representation in the legislature, a right inestimable, inestimable to them and formidable to tyrants only. You need to go back and try that word again. No, you do it. No. <laughs> yes, you do it. I know I'm bad you at words. work your way through it. Why didn't you learn phonics? <laughs> I don't know. I did. Well, th- now he's not doing that because we... Inestimable. Because we're, mm-hmm. we are getting representation Remarkable. in the legislature, aren't we? Uh, no, I don't believe we are. Oh, I, right. I, I seem to remember us telling them a whole bunch of stuff like we didn't want... Obamacare. Right. That we actually voted people in that said they were going to repeal it. Right. And they don't. And they haven't. And they won't. So, yeah. Uh, well, we don't have representation up there. Because Again, been... the 17th will give the states back some of their power immediately by having them in control, the state legislature in control of the Senate. You, 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 I keep hearing people say, oh, yeah, so that's what you want to do. You want to take it there and put it in the state government. Say more, that's why we gave it away in the first place, because they were so corrupt. That's not true, of course. But uh, even if that was true, who's responsible for your state government? You are. You could much easily control the state government than the federal government. If your gov- state government's out of control, you better fix it. From the ground up, I suggest the school board's a good place to start. Oh, and please, if you hear any of the paid commercials on us, we don't have that many of them. Uh, please, if you're interested, write down the phone number in the ad. If you go to it any other way, we will not get paid. The ad agency will not get paid. Then the only one will be happy is the people that got paid. So, please. This goes for all shows. When you hear a commercial with a a certain uh, email address or a phone number, those are the ones you want to call to give. Because even even the regular talk show hosts on AM radio are starting to get the same kind of commercials we are. So... We only get paid when someone goes to the web page or goes calls the phone number. Then we get paid. But don't do it just for the sake of doing it. We do need money. But only if you're interested, please do call the number in the ad. Now, while you were doing that, I had a chance to think about this. You're right. He's He has something on our legislatures that, that he gets his own way all the time. He, has some, he is something on Ju- Chief Justice Roberts. That's what he's got. Seriously, so this this is he's got this stuff on everybody. They collect nobody's collected this much information ever. He's got everything on everybody. It's just ridiculous. So that how do you think he finds these little things like oh an email to his girlfriend and that violated the Espionage Act and so you're fired, For General Potarius? Yeah, how, you know how would they find find that email? It, it's. It's just interesting. And Justice Roberts' decision on the Affordable Care Act and a whole bunch of others, uh, absolutely baffling. There's no way. The guy's got, I'm telling you, he was either a plant or the Illinois people got dirt on Roberts. Now, the next one is exactly what he's doing. He has called together legislative bodies at places unusual, uncomfortable, and distant from the depository of their public records 
for the sole purpose of fatiguing them into compliance with his measures. Absolutely. Yes, he is. No, He's manipulating them behind closed doors. What does that have to do with anything? Beating them into compliance with his measures. How would they be? How are we get beaten into? No, compliance? not uh, no. Our legislators, our leg, the legislative body. Uh, well, yeah, but you're, you're, now you're stri you're reaching it. That's not exactly what it was. It wasn't talking about the legislative body. It was talking about the people. No, he has called together legislative bodies at uh -huh. places unusual, uh -huh. uncomfortable, and uh -huh. distant from the depository uh -huh. of their public records for the sole purpose of fatiguing them into compliance with his measures. Well, he's trying to fatigue us with his measures, executive orders, but that's not really, that one really didn't, doesn't apply. Okay. Yet. <laughs> Yet. He has dissolved representative houses repeatedly for opposing with mainly firmness his invasions on the rights of the people. Uh, executive orders. Going around the legislative branch. There is no going around the legislative branch in the Constitution. Again, those bureaucracies don't exist in the Constitution. He has refused for a long time after such dissolutions to cause others to be elected, whereby the legislative powers, incapable of annihilation, have returned to the people at large for their exercise. The state remaining in the meantime exposed to all the dangers of invasion from without and convulsions from within. What about it? Does it apply? I kind of drifted off. You can't do this. <laughs> I, I, it, it just drifted off. I'm a, I'm a visual person. It's hard for me to focus on listening. I don't know why. Uh, <clears throat> almost all those charges apply. And if you want to get creative like Susan was doing, all of them apply. Uh, but even if two or three of them apply. Well, he, we're, we're already being, he's, he is in, invasion. When it says here, from invasion from without, he's invading the states. He, he isn't invading, but he's not, he's not protecting them from invasion, which is his responsibility. Instead, he's facilitating the invasion. That's treason, by the way. Okay, this one's going to be a good one. We're going to end it uh, in the middle of this page. I really do. You have to listen. I really do want your opinion on this one. He has endeavored, endeavored to prevent the population of these states. For that purpose, obstructing the laws for naturalization of foreigners, refusing to pass others to encourage their migrations hither, and raising the conditions of new appropriations of lands. Well, you could say through the abuse of... Immigration law, which, either way, is unconstitutional and it doesn't exist. I mean, we know it exists, but legally it doesn't exist. So just as soon as we get back to the law, it just dissolves. The states decide who they want to bring in. Or if you don't, if you don't think that's a good plan and you want the government to do it, well, you got to amend the Constitution. And I would not. Let let the let the governors and legislatures decide who they want in their state and who they don't want in their state. The only job of the federal government was to tell the states what the requirements are for naturalization, becoming citizens. Why would the, why would that be in the Constitution that the states the states actually requested that there be a uniform rule of naturalization? Why? Well, let's 
do it historically. Before, when they were under the Articles of Confederation, uh, they they decided, you know, they they all had their own their own requirements for immigrants becoming citizens. And what happened is, you know, everybody had to recognize the citizenship of every other state, and some of them had really low standards, and some had very high standards, and uh, they didn't like it. They wanted they wanted one uniform rule so that all citizens had to meet the same level uh, in every state. Why would they ask for that if they were not the ones making immigrants into citizens? See, that's all that naturalization meant. Just tell the states what the requirements are for making their immigrants citizens. That's it. They have no power over immigration. States do. And we the people, of course. Oh, yeah, go, go down to the border, guns, and turn them, turn them back. Again, you Any can't... power that the government has, you have. Right, except that we don't have the support of our government to do that it doesn't matter people have got to know now they've got to do for themselves otherwise we're never going to win this you can't be worried about needing the government you just get it done without them take a take a page from obama because we actually do have the power uh we'll just go around the government and do what we want to get done well i'm not talking about you know just being an anarchist i'm talking about things that are wrong unlawful unconstitutional to take liberty away from you to take power away from you the government's not supposed to have power to take power away from you you're supposed to take the power away from the government the government gets the power from you not the other way around okay he has uh he has obstructed the administration of justice by refusing his assent to laws for establishing judiciary powers when he's when he violated his oath and failed to faithfully execute the laws of the land he has made judges dependent on his will alone for the tenure of their offices and the amount and payment of their salaries he's got other hooks into the judiciary well that's what you were talking about with justice roberts yes he's it, they're 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 thugs at heart and the only thing they know how to do is threaten so that's what they do I, oh yeah all the all the packaged food people there they voluntarily decided to put less salt in their product right nope <laughs> i don't think so because it doesn't taste as good and uh we're not gonna buy it then or like me i i have to salt the potato chips before i eat them uh it's kind of stupid and it's annoying he has made, he has erected a multitude of new offices and sent hither swarms of officers to harass our people and eat out their substance. All That's his all unconstitutional bureaucrats. Yeah. All the unconstitutional bureaucrats. Not to mention these, un, these, these refugees, if you will. Amazing. We're only going to take 10,000. Suddenly we're, now we're up to 200,000. That doesn't even and nobody's count. going, what? That doesn't even count the ones that are coming over the southern border. And, no, it doesn't. And, you know, we're just talking about immigrant uh, population changing between 2013 and now. Uh, the the Deep South, you know, the, the Confederate South on the East Coast, who are, you know, str strong red states. Well, 
it's amazing. You go around to these other states, and they got like 22% increase uh, from the immigrants. But when you start getting to Kentucky and Tennessee, and suddenly it's 92% increase. A 92% increase in two years. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Uh, he's. This is what they're doing. They're going to flip those states. He's fast-tracking all the immigrants to get get their citizenship so that they can vote in the next election. He's he's flooded those places with the people that are going to vote for big government and more and more nonsense. That's so he's going to flip those red states blue, or at least purple. But that's what they tried to do Texas and failed. But you know, they Texas is a lot bigger state, and they really didn't have. Uh, he really didn't. He really didn't do it to them the way he did it to the other states. But when they tried to do it with all that, uh, who was the one with the birth control and everything, and the and the abortion, the stupid Democrat woman that was running down there? They were trying to flip the, the Texas blue. They sent operatives down there, went crazy, didn't work. Oh, they even tried using the Justice Department to the voter uh, regulations yep. to change those and to sue yep. the different counties. And I mean, they did the full force of their but they failed evil. Now he's looking elsewhere. Okay, so I'll. I'll take the south away. Yeah, he's like a velociraptor. Well, he's not making the decisions. Well, whoever is, that's what it's like. If you ever watch Jurassic Park, that's what they do. They look for, they keep striking at different areas to see where the weaknesses are. And that's what they're doing with us. Although there was no weakness. What they're doing is just making a whole lot of people that can't be assimilated ever in those states. There's no way. They don't have enough population to take in that kind of increase without a cultural hammer. I mean, they, they had to really affect the states. And it's going to. You're going to see it. First of all, the welfare costs are going to go up because these are, these are, these are useless, uneducated, lazy, good-for-nothing people. That their, their countries want to get rid of. Oh, their countries, yeah. The Syrians, no, yeah, the whole Middle East there. Kill them or get rid of them. They don't carry the way. They, well, I'm talking south of the border. The Christians better run. <laughs> because you only, you know, they just keep cutting off your heads until none of you are left. Um, so I don't know why. Oh, I know because you want to stay there because it's the home of Jesus and blah blah. blah. Do yourself a favor, uh, leave, <laughs> please. And we would, I would open the doors to all the Christians that were leaving, but no muzzies. Got to go. Quick break. Some quad radio show. You stay tuned because we'll be right back. Earth Angel Mine, a radon health mine nestled between the pristine mountains of Basin, Montana, was established in 1953. The Earth Angel Health Mine has been the bastion of health for people with chronic diseases, including arthritis, diabetes, gout, fibromyalgia, and much more. Earth Angel Health Mines accommodations include cabins, generous RV parking with hookups, and tent camping. It is open year-round, seven days a week, 24 hours a day. Tours of the mine are available during the day only. Earth Angel Health Mine also offers a community spirit, which includes a weekly tailgate party where guests and locals enjoy each other's company and share their health stories. 
They also offer tours of surrounding attractions in the Gold West region of Montana. The Earth Angel Mine can be found on the web at www.earthangelmine.com or call 406-225-3516. Reservations are highly recommended. Again, you can contact Earth Angel Health Mine on the web at www.earthangelmine.com or call 406-225-3516. Earth Angel Health Mine. Come for the health, but stay for the hospitality. Because after all, it's all in the mind. Okay, we got a little humor for you here called You Might Be a Liberal Too by Popular Demand. If you think Rosie O'Donnell is intelligent, you might be a liberal. If you think Hillary Rotten Clinton is hot, you might be a liberal. If you hug trees more often than your spouse, you might be a liberal. If you think Al Gore knows anything about science, you might be a liberal. If you think the rich are not taxed enough, you might be a liberal. If you think Bill Clinton did not have sexual relations with that woman, you might be a liberal. If comedian Al Franken's voice turns you on, oh, you might be a liberal. If you think Michael Moore knows anything about being healthy, uh, you might be a liberal. If you like watching The View, you might be a liberal. If you have fainted at an Obama rally, you might be a liberal. If you get all your news from John Stewart, you might be a liberal. If you think the federal government is operating within its constitutional limits, uh, you might be a liberal. If your favorite family movie is An Inconvenient Truth, you might be a liberal. If you think John McCain is a true conservative, you might be a liberal. And finally, if you think Maxine Waters, Democrat of California, is not a left-wing liberal progressive socialist commie fascist bastard, uh, you might be a liberal. What should we do about evil? Uh, that's, that's a good question. Uh, 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 evil exists. We see it all the time. In the streets, Darfur, but not in Iraq at any time. We need to be humble and not have a spine. Defeated. Defeated. Let me just say... Uh, Defeated. I'm Sheriff David Clark, and I want to talk to you about something personal, your safety. It's no longer a spectator sport. I need you in the game. But are you ready? With officers laid off and furloughed, simply calling 911 and waiting is no longer your best option. You can beg for mercy from a violent criminal, hide under the bed, or you can fight back. But are you prepared? Consider taking a certified safety course in handling a firearm so you can defend yourself until we get there. You have a duty to protect yourself and your family. We're partners now. 
Can I count on you? This safety message brought to you by the Milwaukee County Sheriff's Office. Socialists, you will be assimilated. Your individual liberties, personal freedoms, and mental individuality will be added to our own. Resistance is futile. King Samir Shabazz is the new Black Panther Party's Philadelphia leader. This new Panther version of Black Power does not include white participation. I hate white people, all of them. Every last iota of a cracker, I hate it. We didn't come out here to play today. There's too much serious business going on in the black community to be out here sliding through South Street with white, dirty, cracker whore on our arm, and we call ourselves black men with African garb on. What the hell is wrong with you, black man? You had a doom day with a white girl on your damn arm. You want freedom? You're going to have to kill some crackers. You're going to have to kill some of their babies. Back to the Cooperative Radio Show. Uh, what's now? Oh, 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 thank you, Paul Shanklin. And this is hour two of the Uncooperative Radio Show. Yes. I have two want more to, to read. We're going to make this a part three because it's so important. Um, and then we'll move on. Okay, so. <laughs> he has kept among us in times of peace... Standing armies without the consent of our legislatures. We have a standing army, and the Constitution clearly says it shall not be paid in peacetime for more than two years. But this just doesn't, this doesn't go specifically to him. It goes to everybody. Right. Right. Okay. He has affected to render the military independent of and superior to the civil power. Yes, he's been replacing all the generals with uh, generals that he'll... Do what he tells them to do, no matter what he tells them to do. Not only that, giving out all of those little goodies to our local law enforcement. Yes, all the military surplus stuff. To the, yeah. Well, our military, look, our police need to go back to being police. No more spot stuff. Enough's enough. There's, just, there's no, I'm sorry, there's never an excuse for a no-knock warrant. Oh, but there's drugs. They can flush them down the toilet. I don't care. Drugs are legal. They didn't amend the Constitution. They already power over drugs. Police themselves need to just be police. I mean, I'm sorry. They're too militaristic. Yes, it makes them safer. It doesn't make us safer. Their job's supposed to be to make us safer. But they don't think that way anymore. They're not well, taught that way anymore. Their idea is for me to go home at night. i got to worry about my own safety. I heard this cop said to me on Twitter. Well, I, and I also heard a on one of the Fox Business News uh, shows the woman that was hosting it had a the, one of the sergeants that started a SWAT team back in 1972. He started it in his area, and two months ago or three months ago, his son-in-law was killed by one. Now that's ironic, Alanis. And he got on and said what you said, and say all the time 
They are not trained in the same way. That he trained his SWAT when they first started out, they're completely trained different now. Oh, the just military. The military and the police get the same training. Uh, and, and it's designed to do what they said, control the people. That's their job, to control us, not to protect us. Um, and they got to worry about their own safety. Of course, you, work, you know, I don't know. I, You know, when I was doing this stuff as a ghetto medic, uh, I, I wasn't afraid. I, it, once you got used to being in the ghetto, I mean, it wasn't a big deal. It's just another day at work, you know. After you get so many days where you don't get killed, uh, you figure, well, maybe I won't get killed. <laughs> but uh, we have got, we have got to, we have got to stop what's happening. We really, really, really have to. This is, I'm, we're at a very bad place. Just keep it in mind. All right, the political smackdown and to Russia with love. Ooh, love. Are you ready to rumble? From the Hill. Growing chatter about a possible coup against Speaker Weeper John Boehner has set Capitol Hill on edge. Talk that conservatives might use a government funding showdown to overthrow the powerful Ohio Republican has triggered a flurry of behind the scenes jockeying among lawmakers eager to move up the leadership ladder. And that has lawmakers wondering more than ever if. Weeper's days as Speaker are numbered. That's what tells you there's something afoot. You know there's some drops of blood in the water because all the sharks are starting to circle, said one conservative lawmaker who backs Boehner's ouster. Conservatives have threatened to shut down the government on October the 1st. If Congress does this, see the way they did that? Then this is the hill. Conservatives have threatened to shut down the government on October the 1st if Congress doesn't strip federal funding from Planned Parenthood. No, the only people that are going to close down the government are demon grads, and they're only going to close down the non-essential government. Still be government. It's too much of it, frankly. Publicly, Weeper is projecting confidence, repeatedly telling reporters in recent weeks he has widespread support from his GOP conference. But even behind closed doors, Weeper has had to contend with nagging questions about a possible conservative insurrection. Look, this group of guys is not going to knock me off my stride, Boehner replied, according to a source in the room. The speaker isn't going anywhere, added Boehner spokeswoman Emily Schillinger. He's focused on the American people's priorities and how we can accomplish them. No, he's not. He's focused on Obama's policies and how he's going to get them done. Not America's, the Illinois people's priorities, not, not we the people. A number of Weeper's close friends and allies have dismissed the coup talk as overblown, insisting he has a firm grip on his conference. 
Neither they nor anyone they've talked to have received phone calls from GOP colleagues seeking support from an imminent leadership race, the Allies added. Representative Thomas Rooney, Republican Florida, predicted Weeper would win easily if a floor vote were called to remove the Speaker in the middle of third two-year term. And House Intelligence Committee Chairman Devin Nunes, Republican California, who is part of Weeper's close-knit circle, attempted to turn the tables on members of the Conservative Freedom Caucus, denouncing them as right-wing Marxists. What a doofus! Marxism is squarely on the left, sir. <laughs> Marxist, right-wing Marxists. I, I, you know, it's amazing. I don't think he he knows what the word means that he thinks it means. So the right-wing Marxists have teamed up with Pelosi. They're the ones who always team up with Pelosi. They are the Pelosi Republicans. An infuriated Nunez said in an interview, the Freedom Caucus is an arm of Pelosi. That's nonsense. Are you crazy? (laughs) Uh, Man, these people are losing their minds. But the reality is that Weeper may need to rely on Pelosi in some capacity if conservatives do bring forward a motion to vacate the Speaker's chair, a procedural move to effectively boot Boehner out of power. Pelosi is playing coy about how Democrats might respond to such a motion. All 188 Democrats could team up with roughly 30 Freedom Caucus members to overthrow Weeper and send the House into chaos. But that alliance seems unlikely since Democrats are worried about the prospects of a Tea Party speaker who could emerge from the dust. A handful of this should tell you everything you need to know about our one-party system. A handful of Democrats already went on record this year saying they would vote to save Weeper, preferring to stick with the devil they know. And other Democrats told CNN this week they were inclined to ride to Weeper's rescue. Even Representative Chris Van Hollen, Democrat Maryland, warned that Weeper couldn't count on Democrats to bail him out. Now, why <laughs> why would you say that the freedom is teams up with Nancy Pelosi? That's absolute nonsense. Why doesn't anybody call them on this crap when they spew it? It's utter spin. That's all you get from Democrats. You never get a straight answer. Everything's a spin. The only direction that Democrat leaders have given is to never get in the way of a good Republican dysfunction story. Joke one, Democrat leadership aid. I said that already. You are out of the room. If all 188 Democrats banded together and simply voted present on the motion to oust Weeper, the incumbent speaker would easily win a majority of his 247-member GOP conference. He would just he would just needs one two four votes one hundred twenty four votes or more than half of the GOP lawmakers voting that particular day, but striking such a deal with Democrats would further infuriate the right. Well, Democrats want Boehner in because he's a he's a prog. He's a progressive. He's not a conservative. They don't want it. They why would they want anybody but Weeper? You're not going to get a more progressive 
Republican in this place. All right. Um, but even making it even more difficult for Weeper to bring along conservatives on a host of fiscal issues, he'll have to confront this year, including raising the debt ceiling, a fight over budget caps, and extending highway funding. Conservatives say Weeper would be committing political suicide if he relies on Pelosi to save his hide. Such a move would expose his weakness and ruin his credibility within the GOP conference they say, putting him in an even worse standing with the far right than he is today. If the votes called to vacate the chair, then I see Weeper resigning. The conservative lawmaker said of a possible floor vote to remove the Weeper, he would go cut a deal with Pelosi, but would you really want to govern after that, knowing that Democrats saved your bacon? Now, notice that they're not saying who this person is they're not even reporting his name it was a individual in the room he didn't want his name revealed he'd be worse off it'd be an embarrassment the sauce added that would be pretty pathetic to want the speakership that badly that you would take it under those circumstances. After the Hill reported last week that some conservatives have begun reaching out to Majority Leader Kevin McCarthy, Republican California, as a potential successor to Weeper, a Republican California Republican, really? How is that going to be better? I don't know who this Kevin McCarthy is, so I have no real opinion as to his conservative credentials. But it seems like they're trying to find someone, you know, not too radical to take his place. McCarthy, along with Minority Whip Steve Scalise, Republican Louisiana, House Republican Conference Chairwoman Kathy McMorris Rogers, Washington, and Ways and Means Committee Chairman Paul Ryan, Republican Wisconsin, all were forced to put out statements of support for the Weeper. Okay, how were they forced? You know what I'm saying? What is the hell is going on? I don't know how they were forced. But they were. And that other, the caucus you were talking about is part of the Tea Party. That That is the Tea Party. Yeah, that's what he was saying. They're calling, what what do they call them? Right-wing Marxists. Yeah. No, you can't can't (laughs) do that. Even fascism's on the left. You just, you probably don't know anything. No, they don't. And stop calling black people Uncle Tom uh, if you want to be derogatory. Uncle Tom was a hero. Read Uncle Tom's Cabin. That's fundamental. And then maybe you know what comes out of your mouth. If you're going to make a reference to something, don't you think you better know what you're talking about? Because it seems they they never know what they're talking about. Oh, God. At least Oreo made sense. The more... Where are we? Uh... Yeah, the more we get emails about how Kathy McMorris Rogers or Paul Ryan or McCarthy support the Weeper, the more likely it seems the Speaker Weeper is not going to survive. Quip the second member of the Freedom Caucus. Last week, two-term Republican, I mean two-term representative, Mark Wayne Mullen, Republican Oklahoma, 
also began informing colleagues that he's planning to run for GOP whip, the number three job in leadership, the National Journal reported. Mullen had no comment about the report, saying there's not a leadership race right now. GOP Representative Daniel Webster, the former Florida State House Speaker, told The Hill some colleagues have been encouraging him to make a second bid for Speaker. And other GOP sources said former Chief Deputy Minority Whip Peter Roscom, Republican Illinois, House Rules Committee Chairman Pete Sessions, Republican Texas, and Budget Committee Chairman Tom Price, Republican Georgia, could launch a potential leadership bids. I'm just going to say the words as they write them. I'm not responsible for their bid. I don't know. Well, this is one... Anything about... They're not journalists, and they they can't even make sure they... Their, their sentences make sense. Or they have a grammar checker. Um, the other thing is that I keep saying I'm too much tonight. Um, this is what you are saying. Look at this nonsense going up here. This is why we have to take back our states. This is craziness. And how come the Democrats... They no stick, one should want this job. They stick together like a freaking glue. Nobody should want this job. It's not supposed to see it's the job is only real important right now because we've let the government steal all this power that they use to deal with business and the business gives them money so that they make the laws to favor the business big businesses so protect the big business against competition and uh, that's what's been going on so lots of money 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 and power and influence and uh, but, you know, if you go back to the Constitution, they have no power over any of that, and therefore there would be no need for lobbyists. There'd be nothing to lobby for. They don't have any of the power that lobbyists well, currently are lobbying them for. They don't. They made it up, just like the court made up their power. Now we have the legislative branch made up their power, and now the executive has made up, made up his uh, own executive branch. His way. I mean, it's, it's amazing. It should have never happened with the Supreme Court to begin with, but that was the cancer. The minute we accepted that they had, the Supreme Court was supposed to be the absolute appellate of every court all the time, no matter jurisdiction, which is not what Article 3, Section 2 says. They took it, and then the legislative branch took it, and now the executive branch took it. You see? How the cancer spreads. They're supposed to have almost nothing to do with us internally. We the people. Central government. No. State, local, different. All right. Um, see, well, that's supposed to be a pinprick up there, Washington, D.C., of a government. The state governments are actually supposed to be bigger than the national government. They're supposed to have more to do because they're supposed to be doing the things the government, federal government's doing, or maybe not, depending on their constitution. Uh, they might not be able to do it either. You might find out that we get back to the constitution, take your state back, all the people that were in office were all crooks. Well, they all violated the United States constitution every time they voted to allow borrowing. States are expressly prohibited in the Constitution from borrowing money. The line says, emit bills of credit. Shall not emit bills of credit. Uh, bills of credit are bonds that they put out for people to give them money. They borrow. 
and then they got to pay them the interest that's on the bond when they redeem them. And meanwhile, they play with the money that's not theirs, and we go deeper into debt. But states aren't allowed. All the state constitutional debt is unconstitutional. And for the people that are stupid enough to be buying these bonds, one day you're going to find out that they're going to realize this and that they don't really owe you any money because they never had the right to borrow it in the first place. And now you're going to be out because the people aren't going to pay for it. The whole country's not going to, oh, let's absorb the debt of the states again and do this all over again. No. That nobody should have lent to the states. States should never have never put out bonds. All of that is illegal, and that's tough luck. Both sides should have known better. It doesn't matter. When it, as things are going, we're never going to be able to pay off our debt. I, I, I don't think there's enough money in the world. Anyway, um, what's this? One lawmaker thought Roscam might make a long shot bid for after Bonehead leaves office. Raskin recently told The Hill he's open to a future leadership run, but later added that he's not making any calls. All of the activity is raising questions about what will happen next, and it appears many members of the House GOP conference aren't so sure of themselves. Uncertainty creates action in the world of politics, there may be some level of jockeying based on people not having certainty about what comes next, explained Representative Mark Sanford, Republican South Carolina. In the absence of any certainty, they don't want to find themselves 10 yards back from the starting line. Okay, it matters not who's, who's majority leader. It's, if nobody's majority leader for a while, what is the problem? They're not going to be passing any more unconstitutional legislation? Oh, wow, that would be a horror. Close them down, what they call close down. But what I don't like, and this law has to be changed, you are going to have to get with your friends and hammer your elected cockroaches on that. Uh, we, we we just can't. Well, I'll get to, I'll get back to that. Anyway, where was I? Uh, what comes to that? Oh, Oh, no, we won't be able to get anything done. We haven't been getting anything done for a while anyway, and I've been very happy of that. Uh, although some things that I'd like to see get done, I, I don't expect to get done because, again, I don't expect that, you know, if I put the fox in the hen house, that the fox isn't going to eat my chickens. So end it. Tell them. Oh, I, I didn't say what it was. I'm sorry. Um, when they shut down the government, they put the non-essential people on furlough. They still, they, when they come back, they get back paid. So we shut the government down. We don't even save any money. No, I say, no, take that out of there. I don't care. Let them worry about their job. Their jobs aren't, aren't allowed anyway. So I don't care if they lose their jobs. They're not supposed to have them. Those bureaucracies aren't supposed to exist. Those laws are not laws because there's nothing in the Constitution that backs them up. No, you can't just keep saying the general welfare clause, the commerce clause, and the supremacy clause. Three whole clauses I hear constantly. That's all anybody ever talks about. And they don't even know what the clauses mean. 
Well, we'll go over the Constitution again on the show one day. Probably after that we're done with the Declaration of Independence. So, yeah, I, I don't know about you, but I, I don't think I'd be weeping for the weeper or the lack of things coming out. It You know, it, it stinks because if they do another CR, CR means whatever the budget was, it stays the same. So they can't cut. That's why they've been doing this for all these years. The Democrats have been holding it up like this because they know the other side wants to cut the budget and cut deficit spending. And if all you have to do is pass a continuing resolution and the old discretionary, uh, the old uh, spending starts all over again, right? Oh, poor Boehner. What will he do? Well, I don't know. Mark says he's a lot, he's a drunk, so maybe he'll get drunk. <laughs> I have no idea. Michael Savage is saying the same thing too. Yeah, Savage does it too. Yeah, I I've never seen him drink, so I never seen him drink in his hand. Um, but drinking during the day, nice fine scotch, is that that's what businessmen do. That and a nice cigar, <laughs> it's, it's unusual. It's more it's actually common. Anyway, so what are we going to do? What would you do, Susan, about this? I mean, we've got to get rid of that paying them when they come back to work, back pay crap. Uh, I, well, they're not supposed to have a job anyway. But that just makes shutting down the government no fun at all because we didn't save any money. That's the purpose, is to save money. How, how are they going to pay them back pay when they got to borrow money to pay them? It's been about $3.2 trillion, the budget, over over the last few years under the CRs. See, 3.2 or 3.6, I can't remember. Uh, Bomber's uh, last budget he proposed was $3.8 billion. Well, he's got to give more money to the bureaucracies to put their squash their feet on our faces. That's right. That's why we need to not fund them. And that's why you've got to make people that represent you vote to not fund them. I don't care what the leadership says. You should have more power over them than they do. Hammer them. Follow them around when they come back home. <laughs> uh, but you better, they, they just came back, right? Yes. See, they come back and already there's problems. Oh, the constitutional government would be so much, be, you wouldn't even pay attention to it. Because it had nothing to do with you. From HollywoodReporters.com, the world's most popular English language song is potentially free from copyright after a federal judge ruled on Tuesday that filmmakers challenging Warner Chappell Music's hold on Happy Birthday to You should be granted summary judgment. Okay, there's so much in here that I have to have your opinion on. That's why I made this part of the show. Because it's bigger than the Happy Birthday song. First of all, why is a federal judge, every single time we talk about all of these judges, it's oh. always a federal damn judge. No, this would be a federal judge because it's copyright, patent, and uh, trademark. That's that's the national government's power. So, yes, you have to go to a federal judge. 
So why do we need so many of them? If that's so well, we it. don't. If we follow Article Three, Section Two, you don't need them. <laughs> federal judges just wither away. We don't need them. Why do you need that many federal judges? They don't have any jurisdiction to hear any cases. They're not the appellate of the state Supreme Court. There's a reason it's called the state Supreme Court because that's it. It's the Supreme Court in that state, not not no not the federal district court, the state Supreme Court. The federal district court, uh, well, basically would do nothing because the, the, they don't have jurisdiction to hear the cases. It ends with the state Supreme Court. Okay, so except then- we're expressly stated where its jurisdiction is, and none of that is 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 like with us uh, involving we the people. Well, how come After the 11th you can Amendment. go to the state? Okay, so, all right, let's go back to state power. All right, you take your state back, and the Supreme Court of the state is like-minded constitutional people like you did, like you are, and like you do did vote in. Now, so you're mostly going to get the rulings that you want because you're all under the Constitution, right? The rule of law. How can other people come and take a federal court and sue my Supreme Court? Can they even do that? No. We can't sue the Supreme Court. The state Supreme <clears throat> Court. Um, no. No. You can't sue the court. Uh, no. Absolutely. There's no power. To, you have to go state by state, constitution by constitution. But So that's why in the individuals or groups that are in the state, if they don't get their way by the state Supreme Court, that's why they go to the federal court? Right. But that's the end. It's supposed to be the end of it, except where it says in Article 3, Section 2. And it's very, I know it's very confusing for people. Look up the labels. Don't think you know what those labels mean. Like a minister, you might not know what that means, a minister of the court, uh, of uh, the government. So you look it up. Like, for instance, was, was Marbury any of the labeled people in the jurisdiction? Was his job or his person... Uh, an ambassador, a minister, uh, forget the third one. No. The Supreme Court had no standing to to hear. He had no standing, I should say, to bring it to the Supreme Court. Well, of course, where else are you going to get a writ of mandamus against the federal government? Well, you're not entitled to a writ of mandamus against the federal government. Not giving you a job. Sorry. Uh it's amazing the the idiot that that l- lawyers could look you straight in the face and s- say what a brilliant dis- opinion that was, and that that explains exactly why the Supreme Court is supposed to be. Yeah, well, it explains a lot of crap that doesn't exist. There's no power for the Supreme Court to be deciding what laws are are not constitutional. It may surprise you to know that. The founding fathers, the framers, wanted to keep that power as close to us as possible. We the people. Not the federal government. Anyway, oh. <laughs> it seems we have to go to a short commercial break. So, Cooperative Radio Show, you stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. <laughs> Hi, 
Hi, this is Jeff Carlisi from the band 38 Special. The mainstream media has failed the American people once again. Internet radio networks like Red State Talk Radio will not fail you. Tune in 24 hours a day. Studios A and B. Great conservative programming around the clock. Red State Talk Radio, the dominant force in Internet conservative talk radio. If you are successful at what you do, whether you're a doctor, a lawyer, a business owner, or you have a great career, you understand the concept of protecting yourself. Well, are you protecting yourself, your family, and your assets with quality term life insurance? Consider these possible rates. A man age 45, non-tobacco user, could obtain $1 million of coverage for as little as $75 a month. And this rate is fixed for the next 10 years. We specialize in policy of $500,000 and above. A man age 50, non-tobacco user, may be able to obtain $500,000 of coverage for as little as $115 a month. And this rate is fixed for the next 20 years. We have great rates for smokers, too. Call the Term Lifeline now. 800-430-1891 Grandma, can you come out and play? Sure, Ellie. Oh my, you might want to come here and help Grandma. What's the matter, Grandma? Can't you stand? Oh, sorry, honey. It's my knees. They don't work the way they used to. Does this ever happen to you? Are you on Medicare? You may qualify for a pain-relieving knee brace at little or no cost to you. Call the health hotline to see if you qualify. Our friendly agents are standing by 24-7 to help you. We also have braces for your shoulder, ankle, or back pain. And if you're covered by Medicare, you may qualify for free delivery. Grandma, slow down. I can't keep up. Maybe you can use a knee brace too, Ellie. (laughs) Catch me if you can, kiddo. Call now to get your pain-relieving knee brace. 800-368-6704. 800-368-6704. That's 800-368-6704. Do you use Viagra or Cialis? Have you been thinking about trying Viagra or Cialis? What if we could promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for Viagra, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pill delivers the exact same results for less than $3. We'll do the math for you. You save more than $16 a pill for the same results. Want more? We'll give you 40 blue pills or 40 yellow pills for $99 and add four more pills free. You save more than $500. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know what to do next. You need to call 800-764-9168 and get your 44 pills for just $99. Stop overpaying for Viagra. Call us and start saving a ton of money for the exact same results. Ordering is fast and easy with your pills delivered to your door in an unmarked package. Call us right now. 800-764-9168. 800-764-9168. That's 800-764-9168. Welcome back to the Uncooperative Radio Show. Happy birthday to you. 
Why do you sing happy birthday to you to them? Because <laughs> we're talking about the happy birthday song. Oh, right. <clears throat> Copyrights, trademarks, and... Patents. Right. That's the, the way they support arts and science. They don't give money to the arts and sciences because that's our money, not theirs. Right. They're just supposed to protect our intellectual property. Right. And they, Again, safety. And, and Obama has changed that, too. Right. We went from first invented to first filed. The only thing we gave them, the federal leviathan that's up there now, was we wanted certain protections, okay? But now we've given everything up for for safety, and they're not keeping us safe. It's it's like, okay, it's ridiculous. <laughs> We're not going to do the ridiculous show again. <laughs> that was last show. Happens when it happens. <laughs> I don't know why you chose the name. There's been plenty of ridiculous shows. According to the opinion on Tuesday, yes, he used the word opinion. That's great. From U.S. District Judge George H. King, because Sammy Coe never acquired the rights to Happy Birthday lyrics, defendants, as Sammy Coe's purported successors and interests, do not own a valid copyright in the Happy Birthday lyrics. The ruling means that Warner Chappell will lose out on $2 million a year in reported revenue on the song. Now, I don't understand, and they didn't explain this. Again, journalism's gone down the tubes. How are they making money off of the Happy Birthday song? We sing it all the time. Well, they do. <laughs> they, Unless they... If they play it on the radio. Oh, they, have to, they have to write it down. They have or to movies. pay ASCAP and all that stuff. You know. Um, so $2 million a year. Now, I say the judge is wrong. Everybody knows, and it's not contested, that Ch Chappelle was the person who created the song. If that's established, then you have to apply that the copyright rules apply, even though he didn't file it expressly. Because maybe he didn't have the money, whatever the case may be. But now with the first filing, that changes everything. The first one to file... Someone files on this, right? Like they did. It's, it's theirs. Because you never filed. It'll only protect you to a point. But if someone else files in a filed first system, which we're not supposed to have, we didn't never had until uh, this year. Uh, now you, it's just it's you, you got no guarantee protection of your intellectual property. And that, and anywhere, everywhere that happens, it stifles invention. There's a reason so many immigrants come over here and immediately invent stuff that never invented anything before in their lives until they got here. It was because they knew if they did, one, it was a free market at the time. So anybody could make it in the market if you had a good idea. Uh, anybody. And that's, and that, that's what we want to get back to. So that, you know, yeah, you you want, to, you want to invent something? You Of course you get to keep it as long as you can prove. You have witnesses that, that say on this date, or you took a picture and put it in a sealed envelope and sent it to you, whatever the case may be, to prove that you actually did it at that time. Um, you can't do it anymore. It doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. It's whoever files first. So it doesn't matter. You never filed at all. See, you lose. I say no. Everybody knows that song belongs to them. 
when when they first introduced the song and that copyright should be extended for the length of all copyrights, which in music, I believe it was Clinton who uh, changed it to 100 years just to make it harder for us. It used to be 20 years. Now it's 100. It makes it possible for people like me to play any of them, anybody's music unless I get written permission. Unless something happens um, on appellate court or unless someone else comes forward with a valid claim of ownership to the song, filmmakers like director Jennifer Nelson, who sued in 2013 over demands as much as six figures to license, will no longer have to pay to feature Happy Birthday in motion pictures and television shows. The Happy Birthday song dates to the late 19th century work by a schoolteacher named Patty Smith Hill and her sister Mildred Hill. The Hill sisters later assigned rights to a publishing company owned by Clayton Summy. Later, copyright registrations were made by Sumney's company on Happy Birthday. Warner Chappelle has been contending that the 1935 registration covered both the piano arrangement as well as nearly universally known lyrics. The melody wasn't in contention. Both sides agreed is now in the public domain. Today's opinion, read here, rejects Warner's argument that a copyright entitles them to a presumption of validity, with the judge noting that it isn't particularly clear whether the registration included the lyrics. Furthermore, the ruling establishes the rights never properly transferred. Defendant asks us to find that the Hill sisters eventually gave Sumney Company the rights in the lyrics to exploit and protect but this assertion has no support in the record. The Hill Sisters gave Sumney Company the rights to the melody and the rights to piano arrangements based on the melody, but never any rights to the lyrics. With a nod towards plaintiff's early contentions in the case that the song appeared in nearly 20th century school books, <clears throat> in early 20th century school books, the judge adds that the Hill Sisters never objected to publication until 1934, four decades after they wrote the song. Even then, the Hill sisters asserted rights on the melody, not the lyrics. The judge rules that plaintiffs can't score on a claim of copyright abandonment. It would have been a triable issue, but there's still enough in the record to give them victory on another aspect. Even if the Hill sisters still held common law rights to the lyrics, when they made the later deals with Sami. The judge says there's no plausible evidence to support the theory they gave those rights to Sami Company. I know some places it's spelled Sumney and some places it's spelled Sami. Uh, this dispute is hardly over. Among other things, the plaintiffs represented by attorneys, including Randall Newman and Mark Rifkin, are contending that Warner should have to return millions of dollars in licensing fees. The issue of class certification and damages will come later. We are looking at the court's lengthy opinion and considering our options, said a Warner Chappelle spokesperson. I I was thinking that myself when I was reading it. I go, yeah, but are they going to demand all the money back that they've already paid? And yes, it seems they want to, of course. Uh, I don't know who these Hill Sisters are, but they better be rich. I don't, they're not alive. Well, Did you know uh, when they made the song? So, uh, that's right, so, 1934. 
People are still around from 1934, aren't they? No, dear. You sure? Yes. <laughs> How could you be sure? You don't know everybody on the planet. Oh, well, anyway. Uh, I imagine they will try and sue for back fees if they think they have a shot at it because it's well, millions no. of dollars, $2 million a You're year. Right. That's only like 80 years ago. Right. So they could still be alive. I was wrong. Okay. So Moving right along. Uh yeah, that's because copyrights were extended to 100 years, remember? But didn't he get rid of that? No, 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 no. Clinton made it. It used to be 20 years. After 20 years, it's public domain. If you don't file on it again, and you were allowed to file on it two or three times, I can't remember. Um, but then after that, you can't file on it at all, and it becomes public domain. Or if you just don't do it after 20 years, it becomes public domain. But uh, Bill Clinton came and said, you know what, where did she that to 100 years? But, you know, I couldn't understand, and I want you maybe to try to explain it a little bit. So the copyright's done, okay? Now this is what? Happy birthday goes to There's never, anybody? There, there was never a properly copyrighted, well, at least the lyrics were never copyrighted properly. So now anybody can have it. Right. And they don't have to pay every time someone sings happy birthday on television. Gotcha. Because we can sing happy birthday. Well, they could sue us. No, they couldn't. They have the rights to the melody, unless you're just going to say the words and not sing it. Ah, that's a lot of people singing happy birthday over but a I, lot of years. I really don't think that they're going to come after us because we don't have anything. Uh, it would cost, it, they wouldn't get anything, and it would cost them a fortune in legal fees. So I'm not really worried about it. And uh, no, Red State Talk Radio also... Not deep pockets. But, yeah, I get technically, you can sing whatever we want during a show because we're making a part of our show, and that's that's a, that's a wiggle room in the copyright there. But if you got to do a song song, you know, uh, without you changing it, then you can't do it. Yeah, I put you can use them in parodies and stuff like that, and uh, I can sing it as part of my show if I'm singing something relevant uh because it, that's just excused behavior if you will when it comes to copyright law i put this in the political smackdown because i couldn't believe even happy birthday could become political a political bouncing ball that's bizarre it really it is. really is bizarre it's worth two million for that stupid song two million a year <laughs> I gotta go back to I gotta go back to music. I can start <laughs> composing some stuff here. Two million a year. I said, what can I what can I do? Uh, anyway, moving along from World Net Daily. Only one week after it was revealed, President Caesar Barack Obama's anti-ISIS effort. He only says ISIL had four or five viable fighters left. It appears the five hundred million dollar programs. Syrian commander has gone rogue. I, I, I just read it the way it was written. Susan would correct me. Major Anas Obaid, also known as Abu Zayed, was the Syrian commander of the Pentagon Program's Division 30. A man claiming to be Zad announced his independence from the U.S.-backed program Tuesday on Facebook. 
Division 30, the one we're watching is Division 20. Yep. They're from yeah, Limitless, right? No. No, it was the other one. It's from um, Strike Back. Strike Back. Now I know where they get divisions. I thought this was just like a British thing. Division 30. They had Division 20, 10, 30. So basically this guy got all the training, got all the equipment, 500 million we spent on it, and he said, bye-bye. And, this, <laughs> and the minute we brought him back to yeah, he ran... <laughs> He ran to the mountains. I gotta laugh because I'm I'm gonna cry. He runs to the mountains to go join the jihad. He was number two. He was number two to Bin Laden. That's how important he is. That's how much he knows. Um, no, wasn't that the guy that they released from? Yeah, I thought that was it. No, this is the President Obama. Remember, we reported on it last show. Or the show before, we were training these guys to go back. They're supposed to be anti-ISIS fighters. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, this is... That's Division 30? Yeah, that's, oh, okay. this is the... It, they went from 54 to, like, five or six guys are left. They can't They can't tell us. Yeah, it's either four or five. Right, they don't know. This, yeah. They don't know. No one's telling them. Yeah, every... <laughs> hundreds have left. <laughs> I just... Oh, but we think I'm four or five still. Jeez. Oh, I don't think that that Ford Five is gonna be able to stand up to the hundred. Just saying. I know. And that goes to show you, you can't trust the fuzzy muzzy. If they're taught to lie to you, the infidel, as long as it's to their own benefit in Islam, then they can lie all they want, and they do. That's why you can never trust the Muslim. I don't care who the Muslim is. You can't trust them because you can't know if they're lying or not, because their religion tells them to lie to us. So you ask a question, it's, oh, it gives you an answer. You going to believe him? Oh, no, I'd never do jihad. Well, yeah, never until they had enough people to pull it off. That's that's history for them. That's just what they do. Could you tell the folks what that's called again? What? Them lying to us? Takiyah. It's part of Takiyah. It's, it's, uh, um, it's, what's the word they use, uh? There's three levels of Takiya. The first one is when you play the victim card. And you you always get somebody. Some See what happened in, I think it was Medina, not Mega. Uh, they took them in because they said they were being persecuted by because of their religion. And so this town took them in nice enough, you know, like we're doing now. And they stayed there, and they built up their numbers, and built up the numbers, and built up the numbers, and made their own Sharia courts, and blah blah blah. And then, then just as soon as they were a little stronger, then they they raided the caravans, the trade caravans from the city that they live in. And they still claim because they had to do that in retaliation for a slight against their religion. That's stealth mode two. Stealth jihad two. Three is when. Jihad comes out. Three is when they got enough numbers and power uh, that they feel confident they're going to win and take us over. That's when they'll move. That's why they always have. This is the way they've done it throughout history. Uh, read the darn Quran if you don't believe me. Waste your life like I did reading the Quran. I'll never get that time back. So I should have just. I met Robert Spencer back then. He could told me it was evil and I've been done. Don't don't do it. Don't do it, Brian. Don't do it. <laughs> Yeah, so basically, I know I'm making light of this. Uh, we, 
I mean, could you imagine the people that were training him? Because our soldiers have good hearts. And they were probably got in with them, and they went out to drinks with them, and buddy-buddy and all that, and they drop him off in the middle of the desert, and the guy runs away. They can't drink alcohol. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Wow, what a horrible relationship. I do what a horrible belief Trainers system. don't get buddy-buddy with their trainees. That's like, that's like getting buddy-buddy with your drill instructor. Ah. It doesn't work. I don't know. I was never in the military. Oh, then take my word for it. Or look it up. In the name of God, the compassionate, the merciful, we the grouping of revolutionaries of Atareb and its countryside announce that we are outside Division 30 Infantry and we are an independent faction working on the Syrian lands in isolation from coordination with the International Coalition. Zed wrote Tuesday, the Daily Beast reports. The Facebook page has you since know, been taken down. He, and he would not say in the name of God. He would say in the name of Allah. Right, but some people choose to interpret Allah and say as God when you can't that you don't do that. It's an it's a proper noun. Ex it's well, it's they, a name. They you know, did you this. don't just say, Oh well whatever. They did this because it's political correctness again. Instead of saying what the man would really say because it might it's scarier. Because, of course, every time we hear somebody getting killed... Allah is not God. It is not translated. It's like your name in a far, another language is your name. It's exactly the way you pronounce it now. All na Names don't change between languages. That's, that's just a fact. So you don't interpret God. God is not what he said. He said Allah. I would say God. And that would be the God of Abraham. So Lieutenant Colonel Muhammad Al-Daher, Division 30's Chief of Staff. Oh, great, we got a muzzy in charge. You know, that is kind of freaking me out because we are watching that show with Division 20. 20. And I'm oh, going, we're not going to watch it for long. Strike Back's over. Really? I told you, the lead character is in a different series. It just started. Ah. The the guy that's, you know, the guy that's not like me, he's, well, he's more starched. <laughs> I'm somewhere between the starched guy and the the laxagate days ago American. I'm I'm not quite as starched as as uh, as the lead character there, but uh, I I don't know. Sometimes I get that way. I can get that way if things are important. So maybe I would if I was doing what he's doing. For God's sakes, I don't know how he stays alive. <laughs> but people actually do this, and it's it really stinks that we don't make. TV shows like this anymore. Yeah, it's severely it's, politically it's British, incorrect. It's, it's the BBCA. You know? uh, it's British. They're making it now. And that's this is a great story. I mean, and it, should, it should be told because that's what SEAL, SEAL teams do, what they're doing. That's how they operate. But as a, as a couple more of them than just two, uh, usually four or five. But at any rate, Facebook, why do I care about that Facebook page? Uh, if you care about Facebook, the show has a Facebook page. You just search for uncooperative radio. I do have a page up. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at Brian Bonner. And it's a hard break. So this is the uncooperative radio show. You stay tuned and we will be right back. <laughs>
the socialists. You will be assimilated. Your individual liberties, personal freedoms, and mental individuality will be added to our own. Resistance is futile. We built this city! You didn't build that! We built this city on rock and roll! We built this city! You didn't build that! We built this city on rock and roll! That's the reason I'm running for president, because I still believe in that idea! You didn't build that! You didn't build that. And now, a message to freshman Tea Party back senators from Trent Lott and Lindsey Graham. Hello, this is Trent Lott. Uh, Lindsey and I just want you to know that we appreciate all that the Tea Party people did to bring you here to Washington. Yes, I love tea, and I dearly love parties. But now's the time we should all come together and sit down with the other side and listen to their ideas on how to move the country forward while we as Republicans take a step back and walk a mile in their shoes. Yeah, we love being Republicans, and we love conservative values, uh, probably as much as we'd love being liberal Democrats if the need ever arose. What Trent means is Republicans are always at our best when we ignore all the rhetoric and noise from back home and just do the right thing. The right thing? You know what I mean. Join Trent Lott and Lindsey Graham in bringing bipartisanship back to Washington. Obama, 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 Obama. I left that girl, Clinton, what's her name, since I met you. I'm feeling faint. Obama will be there to catch me. Uh, the Israeli ambassador to the United States today called out the chairwoman of the Democratic National Committee and categorically denied that he ever said Republican policies were bad for Israel. The back and forth began yesterday when the chairwoman, Debbie Wasserman Schultz, the congresswoman from Florida, criticized the Republican attacks on the president over Israel. She told a group of people at the DNC, quote, we know and I've heard no less than Ambassador Michael Oren say this, that what the Republicans are doing is dangerous for Israel. Earlier today, Ambassador Oren issued a statement denying that he'd ever called Republican policies harmful for Israel. We're going to kill this last break. And that his nation has friends in both the United States political parties. As I mentioned, Debbie Wasserman Schultz is with us. He says he didn't say that. And I didn't say he said that. And unfortunately, that uh, that comment was reported by a conservative newspaper. Not surprising that they would deliberately... Just... I, I, I told you this, and I'm sharing this with you. We know, and I've heard no less than Dr. Michael Oren say this, that... What the Republicans are doing is dangerous for Israel. They are undermining Israel's security by suggesting that the United States and Israel don't have anything other than a unique and close and special relationship. The private sector is doing fine. President Obama's promise to get national unemployment under 8% has not yet been realized. 40 consecutive months 
of 8% unemployment or more. Uh, the private sector is doing fine. And the recovery has kind of slowed down. You can see that in our jobs numbers. Uh, the private sector is doing fine. It's the weakest recovery we've ever had. Uh, the private sector is doing fine. I have found that a certain type that calls himself a liberal, and I always thought I was a liberal. <laughs> I came up terribly surprised one time when I found that I was a right-wing conservative <laughs> extremist. When I have listened to everybody's point of view that I ever met, and then decide how I should feel. I mean, but these this so-called new liberal group. Uh, Jesus, they never, they never listen to your point of view, and they make a decision as to what you think, and uh, they're articulate enough and in. I'm Sheriff David Clark, and I want to talk to you about something personal: your safety. It's no longer a spectator sport. I need you in the game. But are you ready? With officers laid off and furloughed, simply calling 911 and waiting is no longer your best option. You can beg for mercy from a violent criminal. Hide under the bed, or you can fight back. But are you prepared? Consider taking a certified safety course in handling a firearm so you can defend yourself until we get there. You have a duty to protect yourself and your family. We're partners now. Can I count on you? This safety message brought to you by the Milwaukee County Sheriff's Office. Welcome back to the Uncooperative Radio Show. Hour three. Now it's art. And I sang happy <coughs> birthday, too, a little bit. <laughs> I had to play Debbie Washerman Schultz. Washerwoman. Washerwoman. Now everybody's saying that. Uh, hey. You coined it. You did. I you know did. I did. That was the, the Democratic uh, convention. I don't forget what year it was in. But I had to play her because she's opening her big trap now. Yeah, she's always opening her big she's trap. She's a shrew. Yes. <laughs> you know what I thought was really funny? Michael Savage said he ran away from New York like 20 years ago because of women like her. <laughs> <laughs> Run away! Alrighty then. <clears throat> well, and now he has to hear her voice all the time because he's doing politics. Oh, man. Anyway, the Facebook page has since been taken down. I don't know why that's important. Lieutenant Colonel Mohammed Al-Dahir, Division 30's Chief of Staff, also resigned last weekend, saying the program was not serious, the Telegraph reported with Nesday. Adding to confusion are reports by an Al-Qaeda-affiliated group, Jabat al-Nusra, that Zaid and his men handed over most of their U.S.-supplied weapons. Okay, he said it wasn't serious. It was $500 million not serious Correct. enough? Correct. That's unbelievable. It's not unbelievable. It's believable. <laughs> the Division 30 leader was arrested by Nusra when he entered Syria. He was planning to leave Division 30 with his group, Abu Sa'id al-Halabi. Really? That's his real name? Abu Sa'id al-Halabi. That's <laughs> a funny name. A Dutch member of Nusra told the Daily Beast on Tuesday. He will lead new groups from his city of Atarib. 
He proposed giving Nusra a large number of his vehicles and weapons in return for protection and freedom. He spoke out against the U.S. and will fight against the Assad regime despite his deal with the U.S. Not to. It, you can't sign a deal with a Muslim. It doesn't mean anything. It only means something as long as it's at their benefit. Otherwise, it doesn't mean a thing. U.S. Central Command did acknowledge, you know, if they just learn and stop being so damn PC and learn their history and learn what Islam is about, they'd understand that this is a stupid idea. We cannot have friends and allies that are Muslim. It's not going to work. They'll turn on us just as soon as it's in in their interest to turn on us. U.S. Central Command did acknowledge 70 graduates of the Syria Train and Equip recently entered into Syria, the Telegraph reported with Nesday. Officials told the Daily Beast, however, there was no indication U.S. trained anti-ISIS fighters defected to al-Nusra. Yes, denial is always the best place to be. The Syrian Observatory, for you know, in the military, you can't let you can't do stuff like that. You can't live in a state of denial. You'll lose. You've got to see the battlefield for what it is, and you've got to adapt. You know what I don't understand about this whole nonsense? And this was just political. This was completely political. That's why it's in the political smackdown. That is the only reason Obamanus even okayed this. Yeah, let's give him a crumb. It'll be okay. It'll work. No. All the money that all of these European countries are claiming are going to these refugees that is killing our economy. They can't let them in. Why didn't they take half of that money and blow ISIS up? They're getting the pain from ISIS anyway. This could have been averted. Yes. Please, when you get loud, you're supposed to get farther away from me. I am farther away. (laughs) No, you leaned in. No, I leaned to you. And right into my ear, may I add. I leaned to you. We're sharing a microphone. It's kind of sparse here in the studio. No, seriously, it, this is why libs and progs never think anything through. When they first started this conflict, they didn't think that they were going to be having to take in all these people that are fleeing from the hell. Never occurred to them or did occur to them. It certainly fits into the Illinois game plan. So you gotta, you can't live in denial. you got to see the battlefield for what it is. And the Illinois people are flooding us with Muslims. Not even the stuff south of the border. Don't forget that. On top of that, Muslims. Oh, and they were, they're diseased as well. Everybody in third world countries are diseased. Uh, just look. Just say no. I, I don't know what to say. I cannot believe that I didn't see any stories about people with guns stopping these people like they did with the bus, with busload of the ones south of the border. How come, where are all the people saying, not in my town? Where, where, what, what the heck? Uh, this keeps up. It's over. We'll never be able to do any nonviolent plan. It, it'll back us, it's going to back us into a corner. They're, they're trying to stay, I don't know, I don't know why they care about the veneer of elections. They want us to vote for our elected cockroaches, but they don't want them to listen to us. 
they're supposed to get along with the rest of the world. We're all one big happy world. Again, no alien has landed yet to bring us all together. We are not all together. It doesn't matter. The United Nations is a joke and garbage. I'm sorry. Oh, would you run through not have any diplomacy with other countries? Hey, yeah, that's, a, that's actually what a doofus said to me. On Twitter. He no, and to my face. To your face. Yep. Old friend of mine. Okay. What? Because you, you never go anywhere. Nobody ever comes here. It was a long time, it was a long time ago. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to say. And, and I just forgot what I was saying. <laughs> What did I just say? It I don't know. The, I'm thinking to myself, does he have an imaginary friend that I don't know about? No, Mark Conical. <laughs> oh, wow. That was a long, long time ago. Told you. We were still commies. Well, we were commie-like. No. no. We were libs. We weren't even libs. We were non-political, period. Anyway, uh, so, so what was I talking about, Mark Conical? He said. Um, Something about caring about people? I don't know. That wasn't it. You're obviously not <laughs> listening to me. I am. Well, I, I, per- you are. I, per- I perked up when you said somebody told me. I was like, what? Anyway. I again, forgot what someone <laughs> told me now. <laughs> again, why? This could have all been. Pre- it can still be prevented. If we just bomb the crap out of them, the people will go home. No, Although they are. True. They are. They are country shopping. They're not country shop. Oh, you talking about the refugees? Yeah. You got to you got to be specific. We're talking about a lot of different things here. Okay, the refugees. They are country shopping. Uh so I've heard. There's some not too happy countries in Europe. I don't understand Angela Merkel taking all this after she made that big speech about they can't they have to assimilate their immigrants. You're going to take a bunch of these Syrian refugee muzzies into your into your country that doesn't make any sense sums up i don't think the people running the countries are really running the countries i think someone's running them all right um the syrian observatory for human rights what the syrian observatory for human rights or sohar s-o-h-r Said 12 four-wheel vehicles equipped with machine guns and ammunition belonging to Division 30 forces were seen in Syria on September 20, the Telegraph reported. The UK-based nonprofit organization has followed the rise of ISIS and monitored human rights abuses in the region since 2006. Again, we're giving them... Islam is a civil rights violation. What are you kidding me? We're giving our equipment to the enemy. Yeah, we did it again. Yes, we did. I, I even said it was, I don't understand why we're trading foreign fighters with our equipment on how to fight like us. So one day we might have to fight them and they'll be a lot harder to kill. Oh, look what happened. They abandoned all their equipment there because oh, it'll cost more money to bring it back than it would cost to make it, buy new ones. That's That's a lie. It doesn't cost them squat. They put them on a ship and they bring them over here. The ship's there anyway, so there you have it. But they didn't want to, so they left it all there with the so-called uh, Iraqi forces and Afghani. I don't know what they did in Afghanistan. And now, when you see pictures of ISIS, what do you see? A, tr- a long trail of Humvees. <laughs> 
uh, our equipment. It looks like our army. Well, Brian, they, all they had to do was land a couple of C one thirties and drive them up in there. You've worked on those big birds. Uh, C no C uh, C five. Okay. That's uh, our. That's a troop. C one thirty is a small plane. It's a small cargo plane. It's it's a it's just a herc. It can it can haul, but it ain't it ain't that big. Uh, you could fit two, maybe two Humvees in it. Oh. But a C5, you could drive in one end and out the other. You can, it opens up from the nose in the back, and you could drive school buses, big uh, tour buses up in there. It's that big. That's but, really cool. Yeah, and they can layer <laughs> them. They, put these, they have these things, like you take apart, put them together, and you, it can make levels. So they can drive the vehicles in, then put down the, this, like a... A roof or something like it's sort of like a roof so they can drive up on top of them and get the same well, amount that, and i i think they can go three high that's how they do it with um the you, you saw it the they might have a better one than c5 now it's a long time since i was in air force no the what am i trying to think of the automobile carriers the big rigs that carry the automobiles yeah. it's kind of like that same thing well one goes on under and kinda, then one goes on top right but they can make it higher because they're not driving you know they're not driving on the road, <laughs> right? You don't you don't want you're things a, too top heavy, right? You're in a contained area. You're so in you a plane. Have it. If the plane can take off with the weight, it's all that matters. And they tie down everything; nothing moves. They, so why didn't we do that? Oh, that's right, because Obama's in charge, right? Because he wanted to leave them all our equipment, so that this could happen. Because he's doing just what every other Democrat president has done in the near future: Last gutting left. our military. Gutting the military, starting with Dimmy Jimmy Carter. That I know of. Probably goes back farther than that. But I never remember Dimmy Jimmy Carter. And then came Reagan. I unfortunately got in the beginning of Reagan's term. And so all the crap that was already done to the military was done, was already done. Uh, so I didn't, I didn't really feel any rollbacks from the Reagan administration. It was just it, it just crappy. I had a really bad experience in the Air Force. I was I, I'm I'm sad that there are people in positions of power in my military that have no business being there. It's worse now. We have an openly gay head of the army. Well, now it's just going to be the I told you homosexuals and women are the only things going to be in the military. So, nah. where was I talking about? Syrian Observatory. Oh yeah. This is yet another piece of evidence that the U.S. policy in Syria is at best incoherent and at worst counterproductive. Division 30 is a colossal failure, Chris Harmer. Analysis at the Washington, D.C.-based Institute for Study of War told the Daily Beast, a left-wing rag. Obama's anti-ISIS group will aim to train another 100 to 120 fighters in the program's three remaining classes. Are you kidding me? The National Broadcasting for Communism <coughs> news reported said, uh, I'm taking apart my studio here. Uh, <clears throat> so, news reported September the 16th. Okay, so we're doubling down. That's what well, the no, administration gonna, it, no, does. They're funded for three programs, classes, and they're going to do all three classes, regardless of the outcome. Tell me he isn't trying to train them. If, he, if only five out of 100 fighters are left and it's even questionable how long they're going to stick around 
uh, and they're going to fight on the other side, you, you stop training them because probably what's going to happen in the next class too. He wants the look. Everyone in his administration obvious, wants to, the caliphate. They must because they're helping. That they've done nothing but help ISIS. Everything this guy did helped that blow up in the Middle East and put them at. Uh, it's it's intentional. It's all intentional. It's not not by him. He's an idiot. I know you you know that he's an idiot. He's a dunderhead. He's a puppet. He's an empty suit. He's a Manchurian candidate. What he is, is illegal. He's not even a natural-born citizen, so he's not really entitled to be president of the United States. And again, that means that any law he signs into law is not law. Well, and amongst the regular ranks of soldiers and the trainers, they have no way of just, unless they would just want to walk away and say, I'm not doing this, I quit, it's all over. It's not about they can do. I wasn't talking about any military representative that never referred to them. No, the trainers of these guys. I didn't refer to them either. They're just they're just military people. They get paid to do what they're told. It's, it's not their decision. They don't decide how not to spend our money. They don't have a say in the matter. Right, but if people with lots more brass, have I'm talking about out. having a moment of conscience, saying, "Look, no, I'm not going to say look all you want. If you want to stay in the military and you want to have a career, you don't do what you just said." That's why I said that because that's what the position that they're all in. But I wasn't talking about them. I know. I just started talking about them because I just thought... So you just, you're like Obama. You create your own problems <laughs> no, and then no, you... No, no. I'm just saying to myself, how many times did you tell a supervisor you weren't going to do something? In the military? No. Never. Well, you were a pa- the paramedics. You were power military. Oh, that was different. That's not the real military. A power military just means it's sort of military-like. So the only decision, the only decision you would could make in the military is to quit because you won't want you're consciously i'm you, not going to train these you people. can't quit either what do you mean you can't quit? you signed up when you signed up for four years you're there for four years unless they kick you out okay and then you just say no what do they do well they throw you in the brig court martial you and then you go to leavenworth wonderful <laughs> i don't know what you think being in the military is no it's slavery it's it, it's voluntary slavery but yes it, it is a form of slavery you become first of all uh, your government property if that doesn't sound like slavery i don't know what does well back when blacks were considered property you go in the military you consider government property you you go do something like play football on your spare time and you hurt yourself so you can't go to work you get in trouble and you get fined for that you gov you damage government property we're only allowed to play flag football I mean, they had rules about everything. Because if you got a sunburn, that was too bad, and you couldn't work, same thing, you're in trouble. It's not bad enough you have the sunburn to deal with. You have the military on top of it. And then if you do something off base that the cops nab you for, well, after the civil government's done punishing you, in other words, they send you to prison, fine you, whatever, uh, after that's taken care of, then you go to court and... You got it in the military. There is double jeopardy in the military. If you get, no matter what you break a law, if you break a law off base, you've broken a law on base. You've broken the UCMJ. So you're screwed. And you end up getting double the punishment. In other words, you go to jail for a year, let's say. 
When you get out, the military then tries you for that same crime in the military and then punishes you again for it. I kid you not. That's what goes on in the building. If you think you have constitutional rights, you're you're sadly mistaken. There's no constitutional right in the military. You do what you're told. You're not you're not a civilian anymore. You're a you're the public servant. We go we go get shot for you. Or not. Depending. <laughs> I've been going to Russian Times a lot lately for news. I don't know what's going on with Russia, but they've had a lot of good articles in the RT. To Russia with love. What was it? Ding, 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 From Infowars. On Wednesday, the U.S. Secretary of State John Kerry said... Russian support for the government of Bashar al-Assad and its targeting of the Islamic State in Syria. He never said Islamic State in Syria. They only say ISIL in the administration. Come on now. Did he did he screw up and say it right? Yeah, because Bominus uh, doesn't want you to know Syria is involved. So anyway, the Islamic State in Syria may lead to confrontation between the United States and Russia. These actions could provoke a further escalation of the conflict and lead to the loss of more innocent lives, increasing the flow of refugees, and risking a confrontation with the anti-ISIS coalition operating in Syria, Lurch told the Italian newspaper La Stampa. The anti-ISIS coalition operating in Syria is comprised I have never heard them say ISIS once. What what's happened? <laughs> what's is it just this writer or did, he's saying it in quotes. They I've never heard anyone from the ministers say anything but ISIL. It drives me nuts. So the anti ISIS coalition operating in Syria is comprised of the United States, Great Britain, France, Saudi Arabia, the United Arab Emirates Bahrain, Qatar, Turkey, Jordan, Australia, Germany, the Netherlands, and Canada. But they're not doing a damn thing about them. I know. They're doing nothing. That's one, Well, two, actually, three, that's four, not true. I, I know five, that Syria, six, I mean, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Saudi Arabia uh, was actively bombing them. That's 13 countries, and yet... Thousands and thousands and thousands of refugees are flooding from this these countries because it's planned. This is all. It's not like they're fleeing refugees. This is their imams going. Okay, now we got to take our young men and get take this opportunity to get them all all over the world. So we have jihadists everywhere. Well, you know, Susan said that when she saw the video of the ones on the bridge in Germany, they were all young men. Well. How, how would that would not happen naturally that that's sending fighting age men and only fighting age men into other countries and you got to understand that they don't care about water cannons and tear gas they're jihadists and they're gonna wreak hell wherever they go not to mention poor and have no Nothing of value that could be used by the European countries. 
they they're going to be on the dole. There's they have no skills, they have no education. What are you going to do with them? I I just sitting there watching this, going, I'd like to see how the European Union's going to handle this, because this is stupid. And if they're going to let this happen, they're they're expressly stupid. Uh, yeah, but look. At but we... then again, it could be all part of the uh, one world order agenda. You know, they think they're going to use the buzzies. They didn't learn from the Arab winter that Arabs use you, muzzies use you. You don't use muzzies. So yeah, communists, socialists, all of them were with, uh, but the muzzies over there. And as soon as they, as soon as they ousted the, the people, who ended up in charge? The fuzzy muzzies, and then they turned on the rest of them. That's that's who they are. It's what they do. I swear, read history. For God's sakes, you got the internet. Look up the history of Islam. Look at where it started. Who was Muhammad? Look it up. It's online. Until the, until the jihadists find it and threaten someone to take it off their server or they're going to blow them up. Man, I haven't seen that puppet in a while. Ahmed? Ahmed, yes. Ahmed the terrorist? Ahmed, yes. <laughs> oh, no. Poor puppet. <laughs> the coalition is reportedly conducting airstrikes and providing intelligence on ISIS, <laughs> which we refuse to do, by the way, give them intel on ISIS. That's, all, that's one of the things they wanted from us, and we wouldn't do it. Why not? Give them the intel. They're doing our work for us for once instead of us running over there and beating everybody up. Israel has also said Russian support for the Al-Assad government may lead to confrontations between its forces and the Russians. Guaranteed. I'm telling you right now, Putin sees this as a no-go. They do not want a Muslim government in Syria. That's the end of the conversation. That's the only reason they're interested. They want to keep the devil they know just like Boehner this guy is not a real president he do, does what he wants he's a tyrant he's a dictator uh, but he keeps the peace he kept the muzzies under control all this time see that's what you don't understand these other leaders we helped oust too wonder why things went wrong they actively kept the bro Muslim Brotherhood at bay so that they had very little or no influence at all in the government. And then the minute you replace them, oh, they took over. And Russia doesn't want this. This is in their backyard. He's already got to deal with Chechen Muslim re rebels in his country that cause him aggravation here and there. Yeah, you probably don't know this, that they have terrorist events happening in Russia. This, I don't think Russia wants to talk about it. All right. Um, earlier this month, Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov suggested talks between Russia and the United States on the situation in Syria after the United States voiced concerns over increasing Russian involvement in the country. I made clear that Russia's continued support for Assad risks escalating the conflict and undermining our shared goal of fighting extremism if we do not also remain focused on finding the political solution, Lurch said. I am so... Amazed. I just said a lot of nothing. Exactly. And on top of that, 
Really? You think any of these people are afraid of you, Kurt? Finding there's no political. <laughs> you're such an idiot. There's no political anything. There's no. There's no. There's no agreement with Islam. You're making agreements with evil, and but it, it, and they never keep their word. You understand that, right? They, we just read. They're just going to tell you <laughs> anything you want to hear, and then stab you in the back. That that's what Islam is. It isn't a religion. It's that. It turns people into that. That is a good Muslim. We call him a backstabbing little punk, but uh, Muslims call him a hero. From the ass... Oh, she had your press. Russia is planning a second major military base near the border with Ukraine, where NATO accuses Russian troops of helping pro-Moscow separatists fight Kiev's forces. The new base will house 5,000 soldiers and heavy weaponry, according to public documents and people working at the site. Yes, you know, tanks are, are still real big in Europe because they can drive to every country they want to blow up. <laughs> tanks are not as useful for us. Planes are better. But, no, they invest heavily in tanks because... Like I said, they don't have to take them anywhere to to make war within the continents over there, you know, the European continent or the Asian, Southeast Asian, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, they don't need to airlift them, and we have to airlift them everywhere because, well, we're surrounded by water. Anyway, this thing says... That's a lot. For five thousand soldiers and heavy weaponry. I, I don't I would be very uncomfortable if I was president of the United States with that. It is further east than one under construction in Belgorod region reported by Reuters earlier this month, but still close to the border with separatist held parts of Ukraine's eastern uh, Luhansk region, where there has been heavy fighting. The bases are part of a Russian military buildup along the new line of confrontation with the West, running from the Black Sea in the south to the Baltic in the north, which carries echoes of the Cold War era Iron Curtain. Russia has also increased its military presence in Syria. NATO and the pro-Western government in Ukraine say Moscow uses bases on the border with the former Soviet Republic as staging posts to send troops across into areas where almost 8,000 people have been killed since April last year. And that is an act of war. Just so you know, Russia is guilty of of an act of war. And, and anything that happens to them is, right, is rightfully so. NATO and the pro-Western government in Ukraine say Moscow uses bases of... Oh, I just read that. Anyway, moving right along to, we will read an essay about a pope that was not a communist. Oh, and before I forget, i got to tell you, don't forget, the Uncooperative Radio Show is rebroadcast on redstatetalkradio.com. And they have two studios, Studio A and Studio B, about 40 conservative talk shows 24-7. And if you want to specifically listen to our show on redstatetalkradio.com, you'll have to go to Studio A on Tuesdays and Fridays, 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 
or Studio B, rebroadcasted Sunday, 12 a.m. Eastern, Tuesday, 9 a.m. Eastern, Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern. And the, stu- the studios have a free listener line, just a regular phone number. You call, you can listen, not talk, but you don't have no data, nothing like that, just a phone call. Uh, and Studio A is 605-562-4209. 605-562-4209. The Studio B listener line is 518-712-0045. 518-712-0045. While you're there, sign up for the free newsletter i'm telling you it's not not, it's not like any newsletter i've ever gotten before it's actually very good uh high quality good stuff you'll enjoy it's free just go sign up for it and if you if you like to listen through your phone or your tablet whatever the heck it is um i believe you know red state dark radio has both iphone and android for sure i don't i i don't think it anything special for tablets yet but uh, an Android tablet, I assume, would would work with the, and, <laughs> with, the with the app. Um, let's see, what else do we have? Oh, don't forget, if you want to listen to us live, it's Sundays and Thursdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, unless something happens, and it's later. 8 p.m. Eastern Time at uncooperativeradio.com. You can download, listen to all our shows for free. Uh, that's also called Spreaker. And over there, they have every app known to man. So if you want to listen to us over there, more power to you. You can download the app and go to town. Uh, last time I talked about this, we had a big surge of people using uh, using those apps, which which is good. So also, if you're an iTunes person, we're on iTunes. If you're an iHeart person, we're on iHeart. And RedStateTalkRadio.com is on Tune in, so ipso facto, we're on tune in via redstatetalkradio.com. Did I miss anything? No. Are you good. sure? I'm positive. All right. You're good. I know I'm, I know. I know I'm forgetting something. No, you're not. Stop playing with the stuff on your desk. I know. i got to stop that. I'm but, really, I get, I get a, when I get upset, I start, I start moving around. Uh, oh, just so everyone knows out there. Brian does a cold show, so when he is surprised about what he's reading, it's because he has no idea what he's going to read that night. He doesn't go around and like other talk show hosts and have complete control over his content. He actually likes it better this way. Right. <laughs> and it's weird because he's a control freak, okay? <laughs> this is just one thing. He relinquishes it. <laughs> I don't it's understand. It's because it's art. Ugh. And I've been with him 30 years. I still never know what to expect from this man, <laughs> ever. It, well, you get you get an honest response from me. It's just I did. I don't have to. I act or anything, you know. Like, I, I never read. This. Well, because a good it doesn't mean I had didn't already know no, the information, but right. I didn't know I was reading it tonight. Yes, uh, and again, you're going what, and everybody else out there is going what at the same time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, that's what I mean. You you wouldn't get that if it wasn't spontaneous right exactly so anyway from cnsnews.com in 1818 when only eight years old the ochigini pecky began to his home what was that song in 1814 we took a little trip down to mississippi do 
I forget the whole song. See, that's what happens when you do stuff like this. You get low. Oh yeah, guys. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> you get really low. In eighteen fourteen, we took a little trip down to Mississippi and da 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 da. No, you don't remember that song. Not. It's a, a clue. It's. <laughs> <laughs> All right, never mind then. Uh, some people out there recognize the song because we we learned it when we were kids for uh, history. In 1818, when only eight years old, Gauchino Pecchi began his studies with the Jesuits at a school in Italy. Seventy-three years later, as Pope Leo XIII, he published Rerum Novarum, an encyclical letter simultaneously defending the rights of working people and private property. As this Pope saw it, they were inseparable. Of course they are. It's natural law. Now, the reason that CNS News dug this man up is specifically... They didn't dig him up literally, did no, they? <laughs> no, it's specifically because he was a Jesuit. Yeah, I know. Well, Jesuits got a bad rap, actually. They really do. Yeah, there they was a lot of Jesuits with the molesting of children. Because that's their, that is their um, mission. It's educating children. Jesuits. Not only that, they're supposedly the most liberal sect of... They did weren't when I when I was looking at them. They right, weren't. they weren't. They just became, and that's but what they've the probably point. gotten worse. Like evil has been growing, so I'm sure it, it's everywhere. It's getting worse everywhere. They're coming out of the closet. Just it, they don't. The, their evil is being accepted by the world. You see, that makes them very happy. You know, the devil wants to be liked. Yes, he does. But anyway. And I thought it was really uh, interesting that Jerry Brown, the governor of California, studied under the Jesuits. It's not, it's not telling anything. Well, as it became... I mean, maybe, maybe he got... What do you say? He got molested? No, no, no. Other than that, it wouldn't matter. No, pro but more, progr more and more progressive thought got uh, seeped yeah, well, into it. It could be worse than the government indoctrination centers. I mean, nothing worse than Common Core. Okay, but Pope... Popeye is a Jesuit, and look at how progressive I, I he is. This man's a Jesuit, but he's not progressive. Uh, so. I know. They used to actually be pretty strict, the Jesuits. I'm kind of surprised they went that way. But if you, you know, when you're in education, it seems that when you're in education, you, you seem to just attract nothing but progressives uh, that want to just not actually teach the children anything, but indoctrinate them into their progressive ideology it's, and it's especially great when you get them to hate america hate america hate anyway pope saw it they were inseparable it is surely undeniable that when a man engages in remunerative labor the impelling reason and motive for his work is to obtain property and thereafter to hold it as his own yes currency is property if one man hires out to another his strength or skill, he does so for the purpose of receiving in return what is necessary for the satisfaction of his needs. He therefore expressly intends to acquire a rightful and real, not only to the remuneration, but also to the disposal of that remuneration, just as he pleases, he said. In other words, spend his money as he likes. And this goes along with free will. It's natural law. 
Well, which... yes, it goes to the story of anything when the government does that controls us, that tells us, tries to make us live the way they want, that's all evil. It's all illegal, too, but it's all evil. Well, I just read that a lot of things in the, the Declaration of Independence that King George did that we're under right now. Well, I understand. Look, God gave us free will, and I don't think I'd want to be the one to take it away from anybody. So you better think about that before you want some legislation. Maybe you should snap that rubber band. You may th it's only partially a joke. It works. Put the rubber band on and do it. If you have a problem with thinking there ought to be a law, there ought to be a law. No. The government ought to do No. You <laughs> snap, snap, snap. Until you stop thinking it, just keep snapping it. And wouldn't it have been wonderful after you finished reading this if this Popeye had said this? Oh, that'd be nice, but that's not the way the end of the world's going to happen. Anyway, I like he—he he is actually talking about natural law. If you've never read John Locke, you should look up John Locke, and uh, they got—they have some some of the stuff online, so you can read about natural law, for instance. I know that he—he uh, he was John Locke was on it right on the money uh worth reading uh tocqueville's worth reading i could go on there's so many there's so many things people back then that, that actually were good to read about us because they were talking about us because we were so great we were so free and educated and prosperous uh that's why we were the talk of europe you know what not so much anymore also doing the, the constitution reading the constitution which we'll probably be doing for the next two shows. I want to go back to... Declaration of Independence. I'm sorry, the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> Thank you. I want to go back to the uh, Statue of Liberty story, since we're going to be taking in all these tired, disgusting, diseased people. Yeah, we, we need to anyway, because I actually heard a call to one of the shows say, well, what, then what does the Statue of Liberty mean if not just taking people in that need to be here? <laughs> it's just, uh, the, the pedestal? was not made by France. It was made by us. And obviously, under a Prague government that that took a poem from a Prague female black progressive socialist and stuck it on the, on the pedestal. That's not what the Statue of Liberty stands for. <laughs> no, we'll do it again. Every part of that statue is important. And it tells a story of... That's completely different than the crap they put it on top of. Anyway, back to the Popeye. No, he's not Popeye. No, this is not Popeye. No. Oh, this is the good Pope, right? This is the good Pope. This is Leo the third. Uh, if a man hires out to another his strength or skill... He, oh, I did, just did that, right? Thus, if he lives sparingly, saves money, and for greater security, invests his savings in land, the land in such case is only his wages in another form, said the Pope. And consequently, a working man's little estate thus purchased should be as completely at his full disposal as are the wages he receives for his labor. So, yeah, why am I getting paying property taxes to own my own land. Think about that. So what was the first great threat this Pope saw to the thrifty working man and his hard-earned property? Socialists! Socialists, therefore, 
by endeavoring to transfer the possessions of individuals to the community at large, strike at the very interests of the wage earner, since they would deprive him of the liberty of disposing of his wages, and thereby of all hope and possibility of increasing his resources and of bettering his condition in life, wrote the Pope. This guy's right on the money. This Pope was good. This Pope is good. Well, the last Pope they got rid of was good, too. He was going to do major reforms, and they said no. And put this idiot in. Well, I, I've told you that, there's, that the church has been socialist for quite a while. Uh, socialist, therefore, by endeavor, I did that. Did I go all the way to the Pope? You <laughs> did, because he's called him Popeye, and I corrected you. What is a far greater moment, however, he said, is the fact that the remedy they propose is manifestly against justice. For every man has, by nature, the right to possess property as his own. Against, did you hear that? Yep. Against justice. justice. Manifestly against justice. And what do they call it? Social justice. But it's against justice. It's not justice at all. Socialism is manifestly against justice. And yeah. free will. Leo the 13th. Oh, I'm sorry, it's the 13th, not the 3rd. Also saw a fundamental connection between the right to private property and the rights of the family. That right to private property, therefore, which has been proved to belong naturally to individual persons, must likewise belong to a man and his family. Nay, that right is all the stronger in proportion as the human person receives a wider extension in the family group, he said. It is a most sacred law of nature that a father should provide food and all necessities, uh, he said necessaries, for those he has begotten. And similarly, it is natural that he should wish that his children who carry on, so to speak, and continue his personality, should be by him provided with all that is needful to enable them to keep themselves decently from want and misery amid the uncertainties of this mortal life, the Pope wrote. Now, <clears throat> now in no other way can a father affect this except by the ownership of productive property, which he can transmit to his children by inheritance, of which our government wants half of when it happens. They didn't tax it enough the first time. I, I think taxing a tax is against the law. Again, what he's saying and what you just brought up, that they are taking away the will of this man to provide for his children by what the death is tax it, is not doing. Not will, ability. Abil okay, ability. That's what the death tax does. Right. It, it stops you from transmitting wealth. Those There were some that wanted it back in the Constitutional Convention, too, and they were beat down um, because they didn't want any rich, um, what, what did they call them, uh, Rich dynasties, which we have now, right? Thank you, Clinton. But they said Thank we you, don't. Obama. We don't worry about. They didn't worry about that. that that's okay. Let, because let's... they were they they were under the <laughs> they were under the impression that because they gave us such a free form of government that that would not threaten. We would be able to fight back against that. Well, we're supposed to be able to fight back against anything. They they didn't expect anything. They don't. They're not fortune tellers. Uh, they don't. They pretty much didn't expect us to. They thought it probably would fail based on, you know, history of governments rise and falls. Uh, 
but it, but but with this they didn't want that but then they said you know what you, you can't you can't do that because you're not only stopping rich dynasties you're you're affecting other people transfer property as well and uh that's wrong and it's also progressive in this country because under a certain amount you don't get taxed anything only people that make over a certain amount get get hit with it that and and that's supposed to be okay but that's not equal protection under the law and there should be no property tax you should never have to pay money to own your own what you already own I understand how people go for this now in no other way can a father affect this by ownership this Pope saw overbearing government as a threat to the family if the citizens if the families on entering into association and fellowship were to experience hindrance in a commonwealth instead of help and were to find their rights attacked instead of being upheld Society would rightly be an object of detestation, said Leo the Thirteenth, and that is exactly where we are right now. An object of detestation. Our society, absolutely, I detest it. Not what it's supposed to be, what it is. The contention then that the civil government should, at its option, intrude into and exercise intimate control over the family. And the household is a great and pernicious error, he said. Good thing I knew that was supposed to be pernicious. <laughs> this did not mean there should not be public assistance for families in extreme circumstances. It does mean so under the Constitution. True, if a family finds itself in exceeding distress, utterly deprived of the counsel of friends and without any prospect of extracting itself, it is right that extreme necessity be met by public aid, since each family is part of the Commonwealth, said the Pope. Public aid meaning government aid? No. Public aid meaning charity? Yes. No, no to government. This Pope wasn't all that, I guess. He was still a Catholic Pope. He got He got it right up at the list. This is absolutely opposite of what he's been saying all along. You can it's not the government's place because the government doesn't make its own money to give to people that's it takes from you that's not charity it's theft that's we have very little charity left in this country mostly just lots of theft in like manner he said if within the precincts of the household there occur grave disturbances of mutual rights public authority should intervene to force each party to yield to the other its proper due. But this is not to deprive citizens of their rights, but justly and properly to safeguard and strengthen them. But, Leo XIII said, the rulers of the Commonwealth must go no further. Here nature bids them stop. Hence it is clear that the main tenet of socialism, community of goods, must be utterly rejected, since it only injures those whom it would see meant to benefit, is directly contrary to the natural rights of mankind and would introduce confusion and disorder into the commonwealth, said the Pope. The first and most fundamental principle, therefore, if one would undertake to alleviate the condition of the masses, he concluded, must be the inviolability of private property. 
Pope Leo did not ignore the fact that greedy and amoral capitalists would seek to exploit and mistreat workers. He expressly recognized it. At the core of his answer to this were Christian morality and the words of Jesus Christ. As long as you did it to one of the least of my brethren, you did it to me, he quoted from the Gospel of Matthew. Whoever has received from the divine bounty a large share of temporal blessings, whether they be external and material or gifts of the mind, said this great Pope, has received them for the purpose of using them for the perfecting of his own nature, and at the same time that he may employ them as the steward of God's providence for the benefit of others. Very good. I'm going to put that up on our blog. I didn't catch it was somebody else saying that other part. Yeah, it was the writer. Because I was like, wow, that's like nowhere. <laughs> Nothing said, like what he said. It was the writer. The writer saying that, it, that he was kind of explaining it. But look at the difference, Brian. Well, this is natural rights. It, it, this is John Locke's land. Uh, if you read John Locke, you'll understand. Property is more than just land. It, you know, your vehicle, everything you own and work for and and, and own is property, whether it be a vehicle, land, currency, well, that's what, what he, have you. And that's what he said. It's the labor, even the labor of his wages, you know, his the labor, and then he gets the wages. Those are his. And anything he purchases with it, that's wages ours. Wages are property. Exactly. And that's what he said. We are, we're gonna... If you do not have control over your property, you cannot better yourself. And we don't have control over our property. How many people every day around the country lose their property to tax liens? Do a search. You'd be surprised. And how many of these municipalities are going to increase property taxes for these pieces of brown crap that are coming here? I have to. Someone's got to pay for housing, medical, dental, food, clothing, heat, electricity, computers, so when, internet, when we first started this cable. welfare state, when Brian and I were growing up, we always said that there was always one person at the table that is invisible, but you're still feeding them. Now, ladies and gentlemen, there's 10 extra people at your I table. I don't think I'd go 10, but there's too many people eating on our table. That's all I know. Uh, and they're just trying to, they're just trying to break us, ladies and gentlemen. They're literally trying to break us. And they tried it with welfare. It didn't work. So? They anted up. That's right. So they'll pull, right now, they'll pull anything to get you to do what they want you to do. They'll do anything. They don't care. They have to kill people, put you in concentration camps, re-education camps. Doesn't matter. Whatever. Whatever they, they have to do, the ends justify the means. Turn you into Soylent Green. Whatever. That's the way. That that's the way they think. It's ends justify the means. I I personally have no problem with Sonic Green. By the way, just for the record, even as a kid when I saw that, I didn't understand what everybody was making a big deal about. It was like this horrible thing, and it was just. I didn't think so. I I saw old people dying happily the way they wanted to when they wanted to, and then people got food out of it. It seems like a good idea. I mean, if there's nothing else to eat, what are you going to do? I mean, I don't think it'll ever come to that. There's always going to be bugs. 
And with that, we got to go. This is the Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from UncooperativeBlogger.com. You're listening to UncooperativeRadio.com. And say goodnight, Susan. Good night, Susan. And we're out of here. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.